With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now, folks, you are about to witness the most amazing, the most astounding living monstrosity of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bows down to your master. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listen online, the website that rocks, KMOD.com. Past shows are available on iTunes. Search under BMMS. Listen with your cell phone. Get the iHeartRadio app. Available from the app store of your cell phone provider. More on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we are on Facebook. Facebook.com slash BMMS69. That's where you can hang out with us each and every day. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning. Good morning, Gimpy. Good morning. We've got tickets to Highly Suspect we're going to give you. Highly Suspect is going to be at the Canes uh, at the end of October, the 27th. And you can visit canesballroom.com for more. We've got best and worst of the weekend. We've got our listeners are awesome. Jeff Hensley's going to join us. So if you have a question about a custody or divorce or any of those things, Jeff will be able to answer them. And if you're like, I don't call, I don't know, you can get your question ahead of time. 
Email it to show at KMOD.com. We'll even accept a text if you want. But the email address is show at KMOD.com. He'll be on at nine with us. Over the weekend, two big news stories in that missing girl in the van scenario happened. One, he went missing. They don't know where he's at. His family's like, we don't know where he's at. Right, sure. They think he is in this park area of Florida, like a nat- national park. Okay. He drove his car there, got in a back, took a backpack, drove his car there. And then the FBI had no idea until they were told, which, I mean, they don't typically tail people. You would think in a situation like this, right, where a girl goes up missing, he was the last one to see her, be with her, and he is not cooperating at all whatsoever, they would probably have some surveillance on the guy. We don't know that, though. We don't know he's the last one to see her live because he's not sharing any information. Right, right. right. It's awful sus, Did you see the girl on um, her own TikTok video? This is a completely different girl that said that her and her boyfriend were traveling and picked him up, Brian Laundrie, um, on the side of the road. He was hitchhiking or something, and they picked him up. And that happened on August 25th, she says. I saw that. I didn't make much of it because how do you prove that what she's saying is true? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. And people will say a lot of things. Especially just to get clicks or likes on a TikTok. Yeah. So I I don't know. Mm. But the two big red flags are... He came back without her, mm-hmm. and he ain't helping. Mm-hmm. And now he's gone. And, and he, pro- he, I have a new theory on what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because the fact that he went missing, or he's gone missing. Sure. They were in an argument, maybe a little pushing, a little shoving. Mm-hmm. She fell. Okay. Hit her head, died. He didn't know what to do. Freaked out and run off. And now he's came home. Mm-hmm. Upset, wanted to say, talk to his parents, and now he's gone to harm himself. That is uh, very well possible. Very well possible. You'd think that, and I totally get it, man. She, you know, guys had a fight, you know, and she, she hurts herself, hits her head, whatever, knocks herself out, dies, whatever. I get the, uh, the fear. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. Holy crap, what just happened? Um, however... Don't you think it's the right thing to do? Of course. To be like, to call. You could talk. You can explain yourself. Let's just say that they were fighting, right? And uh, push comes to shove. He ends up pushing her or she slips, hits her head on a rock. You would think you would be able to tell the authorities when they come out. You've called them up. Hey, my girlfriend just hit her head. She's not breathing. Whatever. And kind of explain yourself that way. The problem with that theory, which... Mm -hmm. I think you're totally, I would feel that way. I think most normal people would feel that way. But there are plenty of stories, Christopher Vaughn, where she harmed herself. She harmed those kids. Mm -hmm. But he's in prison for 15 years Mm -hmm. because the police botched the details. Right. So you can think that that's true. Mm -hmm. But the moment, he could have not even touched her. He could have just gotten out of the way. Yeah. And then she, you know, f- 
tripped and hit her head on a rock and died and literally had zero part in any of this. Right, right. And I get, like, the fear behind that, right? Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. They're going to think that I killed her. Holy crap. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? You call the authorities. At least me as somewhat normal thinking person, you know, call the authorities and let them know, hey, she slipped. She hit her head on the rock. We need to get her taken care of, whatever. But at least that's that's way better than not saying anything at all. And it's way better than running off into the woods. They say, according to the Innocence Project, 10% of people incarcerated are innocent. Are, are innocent. Right. Hmm. I'm not including the people waiting trial to find out if they're innocent. Sure. Mm-hmm. These are people convicted. Right. Listen, I get it. 90% is a pretty good number. <laughs> that's an A. Right. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to be 10%. I get you. I get you. You don't want to take a chance. But wouldn't you rather want to take a chance on something like that? Not if it meant life in prison. Mm -hmm. But what you're doing right now, not you, but him, you. Right. right. (laughs) Not not you, but not you. Yeah, yeah. What, What you're doing right now is way worse, I feel, than anything else that you could have possibly done. Just to, just to leave her where she's at. Let's, yes. Word stolen the trap that she fell and hit her head and yeah. died. Leaving her where she's at, going back home, you know, not talking to the authorities, not helping at all whatsoever, and then all of a sudden packing up a couple of days yeah. worth of stuff and heading off into the woods so you can go hide out. That's essentially what he's doing. Listen, I, I think he's something evil has happened. Mm-hmm. But plenty of innocent people get convicted all the time. Right. And but- go to jail for... Even if he's innocent, aren't there charges they can give him for not coming forth with no. with incriminating information no. or uh, whatever the case no. may be if he had the facts? No, you don't have to you tell You knew the, this information no. and you didn't give it to us? No, you don't have to tell the police anything. Huh. You have the right to remain silent. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say anything. Even if you're a person of interest. <laughs> and he has taken that to heart. Yeah. I ain't saying crap. You know, mostly, at least on the first 48 that I've watched a lot of them, right? <laughs> yep, yeah, you know, same. They'll get them in there and, and you know, hey, I'm not going to say anything until I got my lawyer here. Okay? They exercise their right to remain silent. And I totally understand that. You should. That's why it's there. But just to flat out nothing at all and then not get an attorney or anything like that. He has an attorney. That's right. His attorney's talking for him or whatever. He's not coming for it. Yeah, the mm-hmm. attorney's doing all the mm-hmm. communication. Mm-hmm. Again, I I, I think something evil has happened here. Yeah. The, the writing on the wall depicts that. But let's say he goes to trial. They're not going to be like, you didn't come forward. Mm-hmm. Right, the evidence will speak for itself. These are red flags for sure, but they don't make him a killer. Right, until they do the investigation and goes to the trials and all. I get that. It's not looking good though. There are plenty of people. I'm telling you, the Christopher Vaughn story. If you go in and listen to the podcast, that is available. Uh, It's crazy how many things got messed up by the the investigation. Right. And he's in jail for 15 years with no end in sight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what sucks is because, you know, you expect the, the police, you know, to do a good thorough job and make sure all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted and everything's good to go. Mm-hmm. That's what you expect anyway, right? But then uh, well, something like that happens. Yeah. You know, same way with like the OG or whatever. We talked about that before, you know, where they were just tromping through the scene and whatnot. And 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's how he ended up getting off. Christopher Vaughn, for those who don't know that story, happened in Illinois. They pulled over on the side of the road. She, he, the police say, and he was convicted of shooting his two small children and his wife. Mm-hmm. But the evidence doesn't show that at all. Because she had a gunshot wound underneath her chin. Right. Suicide. And he had no splatter on him Mm -hmm. in any capacity. Mm -hmm. The only blood he had on him was on his back. Right. From when he sat in, got in the driver's seat to try and get somewhere to save everybody. Mm -hmm. From the splatter from her. Right. And the, they said he, they, um, she, um, he unbuckled her, but he has no blood on him. Yeah, doesn't seem right. Right? If she shot her, if he shot her, there would be blood everywhere. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I have never shot a human being before. That's a good point. So I don't know how that works out. By the way, did you know blood splatter experts only take a 72-hour class? Really? Really? Name anything you can become an expert in that short amount of time. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> That's why more and more often blood splatter is becoming a non-prudent uh, method like in they trials. They don't need to use it anymore. Because there's no, like, they literally have. Isn't that what uh, uh, Dexter was? On the show, I, he was a blood splatter expert. I've seen like two episodes. Oh, you're missing out. <laughs> I feel like my life's been pretty good. Uh, wow. Guess how much a blood splatter expert makes yearly? $40,000. Lindsay, how much? Uh, Fifty. Well, the highest salary for blood splatter analysis in the U.S. is one hundred and seven thousand dollars a year, and then the lowest end is forty six. Yeah, well, hold on. So you probably have the people. The load number is probably that are employed by the state or the city. Okay, and then the high end are <laughs> privately funded by lawyers. Charge, charge what I want or whatever. Okay, right. that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> Pawn stars. You just got to find someone willing to pay that amount. Yeah, right. $107,000. All you got to do is just look at blood and take a 72-hour course, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and there's apparently no science behind it. It's like, it's botched science. Huh. Like, yeah, I can... It's all just a guessing game then, huh? It's like, oh, they see the splatter, like, I guess. I, I mean, you know, this way, and, and then went that way. Okay, cool. <laughs> but he didn't say anything. Christopher Vaughn didn't say anything because he believed the investigation would prove there's no way he could have done this. However... It <laughs> didn't really work out that way for him, did it? So in this case, mm-hmm. of the Pepito girl, mm-hmm. she maybe he's like, I know there's nothing I can do. Right. They're going to make me look guilty. I'm going to look guilty from the step. Absolutely. Yeah. And he does. He looks guilty All on his own. Yeah. yeah. But he, there's no way he could have cleared his name. Right. Right. Judged in the public eye. Typically, in cases like this, they they want to solve it. They don't care about if you're innocent, right? They want to solve it. That's not a knock on police. Mm-hmm. That's just the way the system's set up. And on to the next one, right? Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's crazy. To yeah, I think he's probably harmed himself. Maybe, maybe his family says they didn't know, but then they went and picked up the car. And then they reported him missing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. Something, something he gone. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's gone. I think he might be dead. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, he probably offed himself. It's possible. If he's on the run, mm-hmm. that seems... Why did he come? He didn't need to even come back. If he came... Did, if he was going to go on the run... Yeah. 
he should have just never came back. Yeah. They would have never known where he was at. You're absolutely right, bud. You know, started missing family or probably wanted to talk to his mom and dad at least one more time. Yeah. Before, you know, you end up taking off and or maybe it killing was, yourself or whatever. Maybe it was his family that talked him into going on the run. Well, that's possible, too. Like, leave, dude. Like, just, here, yeah. The, the idea, to me, there's too many mistakes mm-hmm. for him to come to go on the run now. After the fact, yeah. the idea that they found the body so fast, because think about this. He's not helping. Mm-hmm. Right. So where do they start? Where do they start looking at cameras? Where, where, where she was last seen. Where, yeah, but where, that doesn't mean that's where right. they were at. Right. And you know how big national parks are? Mm-hmm. And there's not cameras. If they're lucky to get a cell phone ping, that doesn't mean. So, yeah, that's a starting point, but that doesn't mean that's where there's just so much non-dat, like, where they just don't know where to start. Yeah. So the fact that they found the body, in my opinion, leads me to believe that there was an accident. Not okay. not an intentional murder. 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 Okay. Maybe so. Maybe like, he so. wasn't on top of her choking her. Right. 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 Maybe, you know, maybe smacked her around a few times or whatever. S happens. And but. he probably offed himself because he's thinking... No one's going to believe me that this was an accident. No one's, it's it's too late for me. Yeah. I'm, or he I'm, feels incredibly bad. Yeah. That's possible. Uh, guess what the altercation was that spurred the police to get involved? What's that? Her cleaning her OCD. No. <laughs> well, I mean, kind of. Yeah. Mm. He had, he had, his feet were dirty and he was trying to get in the van. Okay. But that was their home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're living in the woods, you're going to get dirty feet. No, they weren't. No, they were. I mean, they're traveling around. Yes, I get that. They were living in the woods. Mm-hmm. They were on a road trip. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I hear you like, hey, come on. <laughs> but it wasn't a big van either. No. Right. It wasn't. And there's there's some question about the police, and they should have never let them go back out. Right. They should have been separated. Well, they did yeah. separate them. They booked him a hotel somewhere. That doesn't mean nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. They have Free no Will's an amazing exactly. thing. <laughs> and when they book a hotel, do they pay for it? Good question. Good point. Probably not. Probably not. No, it's probably a freebie. The hotel probably has to... Eat it? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. They're in the for-profit business. Why would a hotel ever do that? Mm. How, Out how of do the you, kindness of their heart. <laughs> how do you not get taken advantage of in that scenario? Yeah, right. you do. All the grifters coming by just looking for a place to sleep, man. I could be wrong. I don't think the hotels like to hand out free, unless you're in Vegas maybe, free rooms. Right. They only do that because you're supposed to be down there gambling. So they're still taking your money. And they're still making their money, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. We've got uh, tickets to Highly Suspect we're going to give away. We'll do best and worst of the weekend. News quickies when we return. The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. News quickies are stories you may have missed in the news, but we cover them here and put the link on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash BMMS69. It's time for news quickies, world news, local news, and news that just makes you say, what the f***? Now here's Corbin, Gimpy, and Lindsay with what's going on. News quickies from the Big Man Morning Show in 97.5 KMOD. 
School uses party bus with stripper poles for a field trip. Hell yes. With a shortage of bus drivers causing problems for school districts around the country, a high school in Boston came up with a unique unique way to make sure their students didn't miss a field trip. English teacher Jim Mayer shared a picture on Twitter of the party bus the school hired for the trip, complete with neon lighting and stripper poles. Mayer's assured everyone reading his thread that the story was true, but goes on to say the entire day was, in fact, a phenomenal experience for all the kids. I'm sure it was. According to Mayer's, the original bus charter for the trip fell through halfway through the week, making the party bus the only last-minute option available. Now, the teacher's tweet said, due to the national school bus shortage, my school has hired a party bus with stripper poles to transport us for our field trip. This is not a drill. He also went on to say, call your local elected officials and demand astonishingly massive structural investments in our education system, including paying all bus drivers, facilities, and operations staff a competitive salary and comprehensive benefits. Whatever you think is enough, double it. So people at first were outraged. Like, my kid's on a stripper bus. He even tweeted it's one kid. a stripper said, bus. Mr. Mayers, are those actual stripper poles? And he said, yes, they are. And the kid said, ah, I've never seen them before. And the teacher was like, neither have I. Here's a question. Lies. How yeah. do you know it's a stripper pole? Um, yeah. You don't. It could just be a pole to hold don't, on to. Yeah. <laughs> could be. Because typically buses that are party buses have a long aisle. Yeah. And then it's some place for you to hold on to. Because some people sit, some or people stand. Or if it's stand. a party bus for a bachelor party, it's for when well, the they have strippers party. come on. They don't have, I mean, uh, Gimpy would be the resident expert here because he has a friend yes. who has owned one. Yes. But I don't think they make specific bachelor-only party buses. Mm, they have no. a party bus mm-hmm. that's got all the, if you will, accoutrements <laughs> that you would need in a party bus and ap- uh, atmosphere. Lights, lasers. TV, loudspeakers, right, right. poles, I've maybe seen them for with strippers. The poles. I've seen them with the poles, but also I've seen them with poles and handlebars above the, sure. seat, the seats. Yeah, because those poles are to. also in the regular transit buses. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, so. those are stripper poles for the hobos that take regular public transportation. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like a giant leap. Yeah, it probably is. And it's not what, like osmosis? <laughs> like who cares if even if it is? You, you take them to the zoo, you think there's never been a stripper at a zoo? Right, right. And furthermore, Susan, the monkeys in the exhibit do way worse things than anything that stripper could ever do. <laughs> to their buddies. Exactly. <laughs> a man keeps calling 911 to report that he was tired. So there's this dude in his 60s, his name's Dan, Daniel Schroeder, and he's got a bit of a problem with abusing the 911 phone system. See, what happened was, uh, a little while back, he kept calling 911 repeatedly to uh, let them know that a female relative of his was not following his rules. Didn't say what the rules were, what the problem was, but that's just the reason why he called. So he ends up getting taken to jail and then had to go to court for that, where the judge was like, all right, man, i tell you what, I want to sentence you to six months in jail, but... Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and suspend your sentence just as long as you only use 911 for its intended emergency use. Of course, Danny's like, yeah, sure, man, whatever. So he goes to court. The very next day, (laughs) the next day, Dan's back on 911. 911, how can I help you? 
just to simply complain that he was too tired. Call like four or five times. Oh, I'm just tired. I'm just really tired. I'm tired. Okay, we'll take a nap then, Dan. Anyhow, so they ended up sending cops down, pick him up. The prosecutors ended up revoking his uh, suspended sentence. But instead of six months, he's only having to do 60 days in jail, which isn't too awful bad, I guess. Can we get him a friend? Uh, can we get him a psych eval? Yeah. Right. I think that's more more like it right yeah, here. Yeah, I, I, I don't... I don't know if prison's going to teach him a lesson. <laughs> no. No. Get him a kid. Seems like a waste of space and time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Get ready to pucker. Teen okay. gets USB cord stuck in penis. <gasps> Just wait till you hear But why? A British boy is recovering. There you go. <laughs> after recovering, <laughs> after getting a USB cable stuck in his penis. Reports describe how a 15-year-old possibly feeling sexually curious managed to insert the wire down his urethra to his scrotum. Oh, wow. Wow. He reportedly tried to remove it, but only managed to tangle the wire, oh my. resulting in both ends sticking out of his penis. What? what? <laughs> he was taken to the hospital. He had emergency surgery where the staff made a cut from his genitals to his anus <laughs> to get the cord out. <laughs> Let that be the PSA. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he apparently suffered a little trauma from the event. <laughs> no kidding. You're right. <laughs> We're uh, suffering trauma from it. Experts say there are a number of varied reasons someone may try to insert a foreign object into their urethra. This is known as sounding. Sounding. Yeah, but that's like metal bars and oh, no. stuff like no, that. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. Well, Contrary, my friend. It could be yeah. anything. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, there was a story a few no. weeks ago about the guy with the kidney beans. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go ahead and say it. That's an exit only, my friend. <laughs> I think that is fair to say. That is exit only. I think it's safe to say that that phrase mm -hmm. isn't existent on any body part. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Anything sexual should be maybe. It. All right. But where do you how do you get to that point? You know, you're like, you know what? And this is a teenager we're talking about here. Did it say how old he was? Fifteen. Fifteen years old. So he just now started to learn how to use it. I'll okay. tell you what it was. Mm -hmm. So it's goddamn stripper poles inside party buses. <laughs> That's what's corrupting our youth. That's yes. right. That's where the outrage should be. That is it. Thank you, strippers. That goddamn internet. That's exactly what it is. Look what I can do. Shut it. Probably a TikTok video. New no, challenge. No, 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 no. Jeez. Been there, done that, probably. Uh, all these stories are on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash BMMS69. Tulsa's Morning Show continues next. The Big Man Morning Show on Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Lindsay's got balls to the wall sports. It was a wild Sunday of NFL action with seven teams remaining undefeated. The Rams, 49ers, Raiders, Panthers, Broncos, Cardinals, and Buccaneers all improved 
to 2-0 with victories. The Titans mounted a big second-half comeback to top the Seahawks in overtime, 33-30. And the Bears barely beat the Bengals, 20-17, but a W is a W, and I will take it. Lamar Jackson finally has a win over the Kansas City Chiefs. Jackson picked up a crucial fourth and one late as the Ravens defeated the Chiefs 36-35 in Baltimore. Jackson threw for 239 yards and a touchdown while also rushing for 107 yards and two scores on the ground. The quarterback also threw two picks. It's the fourth career game of 200-plus passing yards and 100-plus rushing yards for Jackson. Baltimore recovered a critical Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fumble late after rallying from down 35-24. to The Ravens improved to 1-1. One one. Patrick Mahomes threw for 343 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception in defeat. It's the first career interception in the month of September for Mahomes. Uh, Travis first Kel- loss in September too. Yeah, mm. yeah. Travis Kelsey finished with 109 receiving yards and a touchdown for Kansas City. The Chiefs dropped to one and one. No, until yesterday he was 11 and 0 yeah. in September. Oh wow! And that's, that was his first loss. It was an unbelievable game. He's really it was good. awesome. Yeah, he's got a future. Yeah. <laughs> um, you don't give up 250 yards rushing like the Chiefs did and expect a win. That was ridiculous. But it was an awesome game. Lamar Jackson is insanely electric. Uh, according to insiders claiming to be in the know, the issue of fake vaccination cards in the NFL is bigger than most people realize or are <laughs> admitting to. It's believed that around 15% of players are using fake vaccination cards. And these insiders also say the NFL isn't looking very hard to prove if the cards players are providing are real or not. How do you prove it? I don't know. And the team's protocols aren't designed to catch them either. Yeah, how, do you, how do you prove it? Short of it saying, Moderna. <laughs> yeah, right. right. How, do you, how do you prove it? Yeah, you can. I mean, I don't know if the, uh, the health department keeps... Records and in a database, whatever. So, I mean, maybe that's one way to do it. Like cross-track? Cross-check? Yeah. yeah. But then there's HIPAA laws on that, right? No. You can't call someone's doctor and say, hey, I need the medical record. You can't call someone's doctor, but they're not a doctor. It's the health department. So, you can call the health department and say, you can't, but an employer could. I'm guessing. I don't know. Right. But HIPAA is for medical facilities. Right. And records, I would... No, medical facilities. Mm. So doctors and hospitals can't share your information. Hmm. It'd be interesting to know if they really could or couldn't call and find out. Yeah, but they definitely keep track at the health department. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And that's your Balls of the Wall Sports. I'm Lindsay on 97.5 KMOD. <laughs> Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS. And then what you want to say to 82945 coming up. Well, tickets to Highly Suspect will be given away. Plus, Jeff Hensley will be with us. If you have a question about a divorce or guardianship or custody, get your question to us ahead of time. You can email at show at KMOD.com. Right now, it's best and worst of the weekend. What's the best thing that happened this weekend and the worst thing that happened this weekend? Lindsay, what's the best and what's the worst? Well, I'd say the best thing was on Friday when I went to Scott Fest. 
it was a wonderful time. The weather was perfect. There was a nice breeze. The music, there was so much of it, so much good food. But I must say that I enjoyed because I I don't get a lot of time with just the twins. You know, I either have all three kids or I have just Marcus. And me and the twins don't get to spend a lot of mommy and son and son time together. And we did. And we got to ride the rides together. And they just had a ball. They loved every moment of it. So that was a lot of fun. What ride did you ride? Uh, we did the wrecking ball. Which, What's that? Um, <laughs> so you sit in this like wrecking ball type thing, and there's like six seats, and it just swings you back and forth, oh, okay. and then it's huh. and then it move and then it uh, circles around a little bit. Okay. Leo was kind of getting a little woozy, I could tell, but at the end of it, he said, "No, I wasn't woozy. I was just a little scared, but I think it was my favorite ride." And then they had the swings. And lots of inflatables. They had some inflatable axe throwing for the kids. It was mm-hmm. it was neat. How do you get an inflatable yeah. axe to stick? Um, so the axe itself is an inflatable, and it's got the Velcro on it. Ah, okay. Yeah, so okay, they had fun with that, got lots of video, and they slept in on Saturday morning because it just tuckered them out. So that What's was What's sleep wonderful. in time? Um, about 8.30. Okay. Yeah. What's normal time? 7.30. Yeah, too early. Thankfully, though, they're at that age where they get up, they'll go watch their cartoons, make themselves a bowl of cereal, and they leave me alone. Yeah. Unless there's a fight, then they wake me up. Well, what's the worst part of the weekend, then? So, we had a fun event yesterday at our house. I hosted a barbecue for Marcus's football team, and it was fun and lots of good food. Kudos to my husband, who stayed on the grill the entire day. Like, four and a half hours, I think he was cooking. Um, And everything was delicious. I'd say the worst part about it was after everyone left, I found a sticky substance, probably bubble gum, smashed oh. into my couch cushion. Wavy. Yeah. So I had to freeze that, and I was trying to pull it up. It's still there. Hopefully, the washing machine handles the rest of it. But that was a mess. And a uh, baby peeing on, my, on the floor in the house. I had to clean that up, too. You have a baby? No, a friend did though. Because they're not wearing the a diaper. No, he came out of the pool, came inside, getting was about to get changed, and peed right there on the what? floor. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was the puddle still there? Did you clean no, it? No, I cleaned it up, of okay. course. Nah, you never yeah. Know some people. Uh, do you think peanut butter works the same on a couch as it would in your hair when it comes to the gum? I never heard of peanut butter. Yeah, peanut butter is supposed to be able to get gum out of your hair without, you know, pulling your hair out. Interesting. So. I don't know for sure if it was gum. It was something sticky, though, and when you scratch it, it comes, like, it's just real sticky. At first, I thought it, it was, like, syrup or something. I'm like, oh, I can get this out. So you don't even know if it's gum. Right. Wow. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm going to have to flip the cushion, but. God, this show's changed. All right, best and worst <laughs> of the weekend. <laughs> Gimby, what's the best part of your weekend? What's the worst part of your weekend? Uh, best part of the weekend. Yesterday, I went to the Born and Raised Festival, man, out in Pryor. A huge country music festival. And had all my favorite bands playing that uh, that one day. Boom. I didn't need to go out there Friday or Saturday night. Everybody I wanted to see was on Sunday. And it was awesome, man. I seen a couple of people that I've never seen before. Paul Cawthon put on a hell of a show. Um... Uh, Stoney LaRue <laughs> actually put on a good show this time. I've seen him a couple of times live, and usually <laughs> his live shows are not good at all. Uh, I don't know if he's just got something going on in his life or whatever, but typically when I see him, he sucks. But he put on a really good show yesterday. I was surprised. Cody Canada was out there. The only, and this is the worst part of the weekend, and, and really it's on me 
to be honest with you. Uh, I didn't get to see Cody Jinks last night. That's one I really, really wanted to see. But the cat didn't go on until like 10 o'clock, man. Mm. And he's going to play for an hour. So that leaves us wrapping up at, at 11 and then having to, you know, and make it back home by midnight and then having to get up early this morning. I was just like, you know what, let's, let's be safe on this one. You know, I don't want to take a chance of oversleeping, uh, going through the alarms or whatever. You know how that goes. Sometimes you just turn it off. You don't even think about it. And the next thing you know, it's 7 o'clock, and you guys have already called me 16 times. Hmm. Uh, I'm not trying to go down that road. So we ended up, wrapped it up early. I think we left at like, it was right before Robert Earl King. So it was like mm, about 8.30 or so But when we left. And uh, and then got back home, came home, and, and passed out. And, and here I am now. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people know that a few weeks after Rocklahoma, they do this Born and Raised Festival. Mm-hmm. And it was really, it's awesome yet weird. I feel like... Because with Rocklahoma, you know, you have that Labor Day Monday or even back when it was on Memorial Day, you had that Monday to, uh, you know, off of work and kind of recover whatnot and you really thoroughly enjoy. I mean, you're going to be out there and there are people out there camping and stuff like that, too, though, just like with with Rocklahoma or whatever. But like, I'm like, how many of y'all gonna, how many of y'all call in tomorrow? <laughs> you know, <laughs> how many of y'all are not yeah. going to go to work or whatnot? It's because I couldn't even imagine. You know, the show's over with, 11 o'clock or whatever, and then going to the campsite and having to pack all that up at midnight, right. you know, and then and then cruise on out of there. Oh, 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 no, thank you. Right. But I had a good time. The lady had a good time. Saw a lot of listeners out there that, you know, are fans of the show or whatnot, so that was cool. Best and worst of the weekend. What's the best thing that happened this weekend? What's the worst thing that happened this weekend? 918-460-KMOD, or you can text BMMS, and then whatever that is to 82945. Best part of the weekend for me is um, my wife's side of the family has a bunch of birthdays in September, and we all got together, watched football, and ate some food, and and uh, celebrated a birthday. Good time. Yeah, it's always fun to do that. Yeah. And, you know, they open gifts and all that fun stuff. Were they uh, just kids or adults only or a mixture of the two yeah i mean the oh the youngest was 13 I think oh, okay 13 okay uh so yeah fun yeah uh the worst part of the weekend my mom calls me on saturday she's like hey i can't taste anything oh no and so uh i had to take her to go get a test in tulsa so i had to like you know put on the toxic suit and all yeah. that and because you know, she's, I'm a person, so I had to take her to do that. And then, you know, any like, <coughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Look <laughs> 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 oh, that way, bring oh, that God. way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's, that's the worst. And, you know, my mom isn't young, so. Right. It becomes quite stressful quickly. Oh, yeah. Um, but she'll, she's, I think she's going to be fine. Did she Good. get a positive result or? We haven't gotten the results. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well. Prayers that it's negative. Yeah, I have at a couple at-home tests, but those aren't insanely accurate. And... Right. Hey, as long as it comes up with a negative, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, as long as it's accurate, yeah. Hey, right, whatever. Yeah. Hey, look, it says negative right here. I did my part. Right. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, best and worst of the weekend. What's the best thing that happened to you this weekend and the worst? Uh, the best is a text. Went to the state fair. Worst. My girl got talked into buying a $5,000 bed that I know I'm the one who's going to be paying for it. Uh, But you'll be sleeping good. Maybe. Well, (laughs) I'm telling you, that sounds scary on the surface. 
Mm-hmm. $5,000 is a lot of money. It mm-hmm. is. It is. And to spend that kind of money and, and it, it's not worth it. It's Oof. Well, you, how do you know? Right. I mean, you get on there. And then what happens if it doesn't work out for you? If like this, it's just not what you were looking for or whatever. Mattress is lump. Can, can you take? Can you return a mattress? Some of those places have like a 30 or 60 day okay. return. But do you know how hard it is to roll that thing back up and put it in a box? <laughs> right. Right. If you buy a mattress from Costco, it doesn't matter how long you have it. You can That's always anything. return it's it. It's not just anything, mattresses. Right? Really? Costco's a... a, a no, no rule, I guess. <laughs> yeah. They have a, electronics is the only stipulation, but you can take uh, anything back. That makes sense. I found out they're going to put a Costco near my house. Really? Also. Well, how about that? Yeah. Huh? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you should be. I love bulk buying. <laughs> I have never been to a Costco. Got a membership at Sam's, but never been to a Costco ever in my life. Yeah, bulk buying's awesome. <laughs> what are you going to do with five gallons of mayonnaise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to know <laughs> what I'm going to do with five gallons of mayonnaise. But spending that much money on, on, on a, it sounds crazy. And it's like, it's like in a year, it's $13 a day, but you're going to have it more than a year. Yeah. And the amount of good sleep you get on something that costs high end in the sleeping world, mm-hmm. well worth it. Yeah. And just what sucks, spend five grand and it's not worth it. That's a $5,000 paperweight you got there. Except you're not gonna. It's not gonna be a paperweight. Right. It's amazing the tolerance we build for sleeping stuff. Yep. Because yeah. you will sleep on a bad mattress for years. Right. And not care. Right. Because they're so goddamn expensive. Right. Because you're worried. <laughs> like why? It's you spend literally like half your life on it. It is true. So why not have a really nice one? Invest in it. Your what are you thinking there, Gimpy? I see. I'm trying to count the amount of mattresses I've had in my lifetime. And I want to say the numbers are probably about six. Six. I'm 41. Mm-hmm. And I think I've had about six mattresses in my lifetime. Okay. There's, the, of course, you know, the growing up, the cribs, and then the twin mattress growing up. And then I think I had a full size. Then I had the waterbed. That was fun. These are ones you've purchased. These are the yeah. ones. Well, I, I have had given to me from like my parents, whatever, because my parents gave me. You no, know, uh, uh, it was another friend of mine gave me the water bed. Of course, the parents bought the younger kids' beds. Do they still make those? Are water beds water. still a popular I thing? I don't know. I don't think so. I yes and no. You can still get a water bed. No, <laughs> because I don't think they're harder to find. But they now sell that's like a water top type of thing okay. that controls temperature. Mm. Okay. I bought beds. one of those. It's a game changer. Really? Yeah. Man, I've game had, changer. I've had the full motion and the motionless water beds, and ain't neither one of them worth a damn. Yeah. They're comfy for a little bit, right? For the most part, it's hard to get out of bed. Moving them's a bitch. Mm-hmm. Draining them, filling yeah. them when you've got to go somewhere. No, thank you. This isn't that. It's like a topper that goes on your mattress. Okay. And it just regulates the temperature. You don't feel the water. You don't hear the water. Oh. You don't get stuck on the side and <laughs> between that and the rail. Yeah. Right. Funny. The days of the water. You don't have bed. trouble keeping the goddamn sheet on it. Right. <laughs> on that bladder. <laughs> right. Whose ever idea that was, man, hey, you know what? This is comfy. We should make a bed out of it. No, hey, man. You deserve to be taken behind the barn and just put out of your face. Text coming in. Best spending much needed time with my wife on Saturday. That's fun. Aww. Mm-hmm. Worst part, I had to watch a man die. 
Oh, my. Yesterday, after a lady pulled out in front of him, and he hit the front of her car while on his motorcycle. Oh, damn. That sucks. Best finally got to adopt a dog like we've been wanting for a few years, and she's the sweetheart of a pit. Worst, spent like $400 on stuff for her. Yeah. Even if you rescue, Mm -hmm. you're still going to have to buy a bunch of crap. Oh, y'all. Ah. No. The idea of a dog right now just gives me so much agony. <laughs> ah. Just keep all that stress to yourself, huh? I mean, the buying of the food. Yeah. Uh, ah. Collars and toys and new underwear when they want to chew the crotch out of yours. Deucing. Right? My mom's dog right now is kind of going through this thing, and she has spent a couple G's trying to figure out what's wrong with it. Guess what it was? It's just old. We don't know. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Yes. No. Pet incontinence. They are money drains. That is the truth. Money drains. We'll sit here and be like, duh, $5,000 on a bed for the rest of, <laughs> for, for a decade. Right. But a dog, we're like, man, okay, well, whatever. But that's family, Corbin. Family. Best got to spend time with my girlfriend. Worst, my seasonal job is about to end. Well, good news. They're about to have a bunch of seasonal jobs. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Open up. You could just work from season to season into different jobs. That's it. Might turn into a full-time thing. Hmm. Uh, all right. We got some tickets to Highly Suspect. We're going to give away Highly Suspect. We'll be here October 27th. We'll take a break, and we'll be back. Yeah. Tulsa's Morning Show. The Big Bad Morning Show. The Assault continues. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say, 282945. Coming up, Jeff Hensley will join us at 9. If you have a question about divorce or custody or guardianship or any of those things, Jeff can answer it. But you got to get your question to us so he can answer that question. To do that, email show at KMOD.com. Show at KMOD.com. Let's play a game. I'm going to play the one-second game. One-second famous television show's theme song. If you guess it correctly, you're going to get a pair of tickets to Highly Suspect. They'll be at the Canes on Wednesday, October 27th. Canesballroom.com. This is a fully vaccinated show. And you must show proof of vaccination or negative test no more than 48 hours old. Again, Canesballroom.com. That's the last time I'm going to say that. Do your own investigating. So, again, 918-460-KMOD. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Okay. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Shannon. Shannon, turn your radio down. One second. Famous television show's theme song. If you guess it correctly, you're getting tickets to Highly Suspect, okay? All right. Here we go. Oof. One more time. CSI? CSI is not correct, Shane. I'm sorry, man. Have a good day. Oh, good. Thank you. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Brandon. Hey, Brandon. How are you, man? Good. Good. Here is your clue. What is um, it? I'm going to be honest. I really don't know. I don't know. I would just say Dancing Monkeys. Dancing Monkeys is a horrible show and not correct. <laughs> is there a show called Dancing Monkeys? No. Okay. Good, good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Uh, Brent. 
Brent, how are you today? Uh, pretty good. Good. Here is your clue. Man, that's a tough one. It is. One second is not very long. Here, let me give it to you again. Uh, no idea, man. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Listen, if you're going to call in, maybe just have a TV show prepared. Right? Because that's what we're playing. <laughs> you might guess it. People have won based off of that guess before. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Kayla. Hey, Kayla. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you guys? I'm good. Thank you. Here is your clue. <laughs> Kayla, what is it? Is it the Munsters? It is not the Munsters. Thank you, Kayla. Have uh, a good day. Bye. 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 Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Caleb. Caleb, how are you today? I'm doing great. Yourself? Good, sir. Here's your clue. What is it, Caleb? Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Good guess, but incorrect. Have a good day, Caleb. Thanks, sir. See ya. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Shane. Shane, how are you today? What's up, bro? I'm going to give you two clues, Shane. Here's the first one. And now here's the second one. What is it? I'll give it to you again. Here they are. Ah, uh, let me hear it again. It's the first one. That's the second one. Ah. Tales from the Crypt, yo? Tales from the Crypt, yo, is incorrect, man. Have a good day, bud. Thank you. Buddy. He's okay. awesome. Shane's awesome. I miss that show from the 90s, you know. I do, Tales too. From the Crypt, that crypt yo. <laughs> Yeah, that was my bedtime stories. Uh, good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Katie. Hi, Katie. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, here are your two clues. Here's the second one. Katie, what is it? Big Brother? Big Brother is not correct, Katie. Have a good day. Thanks, man. See you later. Good morning, you're on the air. What is your name? Jonathan. Jonathan, how are you today? Doing pretty good. Good, man. Here is your clue. Here's the second one. Jonathan, what is it? Is it Bewitched? It is not Bewitched, Jonathan. Thanks, man. Have a good day. Thank you. See ya. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Kristen. Kristen, how are you? Good. Good. Here are the two clues. Here's the second one. And you know what, Kristen? I'm going to give you a third clue. Are you ready? Yes. Here it is. <laughs> Hold on. Let me give them to you again. Here's the second one. And the third one. That's the giveaway. Is the family guy? Family Guy is a great guess. Not correct, though, Kristen. Have a good day. Okay, thank you. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Rachel. Rachel, how are you today? Doing good. Good. Here's the clues. That's the first one. There's the second one, and here's the third one. Is it Wonder Woman? It is not Wonder Woman. Thank you so much, Rachel. Have a good day. Bye. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Frankie. Frankie, how are you? Good. How are you? Good, Frankie. Here are the clues. What TV show is that from, Frankie? I Dream of Jeannie. It is not I Dream of Jeannie, Frankie. Have a good day. You too. Bye. See ya. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Briar. Briar, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, man. Here's the clues. Second one. And the third one. Tell everybody what it is, Briar. It's the Jetsons. It is the Jetsons, man. 
Congratulations. You're getting tickets to see Highly Suspect at the Canes Ballroom at the end of October. Hang on the line so Gimpy can get your info, okay? Sorry, right on. Uh, last night they did the Emmys. Ted Lasso won a bunch of awards. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. And then uh, they gave uh, this one lady one. She won for this TV show called Hacks, which is on HBO Max. It is a fantastic show. Okay. Uh, it's about a woman who has been a stand-up comedian for a long time mm-hmm. uh, in Vegas, and her act is kind of eh. And so they get her a writing person. Okay. And who's kind of like really hip and cool and d- thinks she's above writing for some washed out comedian. Mm. Is that with Jean Smart? Jean Smart. Yeah, yeah. I love her. And uh, so Jean Smart won last night. And uh, it was, it's a, that's a really good show, too. Cool. Uh, I'm watching the show called uh, Schmigdoogle. What? Schmigdoogle. 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 Something like that. Okay. okay. Is that on Nickelodeon? Hear, hear me out. <laughs> hear me out on this, because it sounds ridiculous. Yeah. It's, um, oh, uh, man, what's his name? Key and Peele, the, tall, the really tall one. I think that's Key. Yeah, I think so. Him? Schmigadoon? Schmigadoon, yes. Schmigadoon! Yes, it's Key and Michael Key. Yeah, him <laughs> and then the girl from Saturday Night Live. It is a musical. <laughs> well, thing you might not know about me, I'm a sucker for a good musical. <laughs> but this is not what you think it's about. Okay. It it is essentially they get lost and they're in this town and Broken Arrows um Kristen Chenoweth is in it. Mm-hmm. And they are kind of confused on what's going on, but all the musicals not exactly PG. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so it's kind of funny. It's well, on Apple cool. TV, huh? Like okay. one of the one of the songs is about corn pudding. <laughs> and how he, she'd love to give you her corn pudding. Nice. Everybody in town wants her corn pudding, right? What? I get it. It That's sounds fine. silly and ridiculous, but sometimes you need a show that is absent-minded like that. Is it a uh, half hour? hour? 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. Totally Easy. perfect, digestible yes. okay. type of show. Okay. I started, <laughs> I started American Schmick Crime Dugan. Story, Impeachment. Oh, the one with about Monica Lewinsky. Yes. How, and, yes. how, and? So far, so good. I mean... I watched the first episode and I fell asleep during the second one. But Oof, that's not, never a good. No, 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 <laughs> not because it was just because it was getting late and I needed to go to sleep, so I had to turn it off. Um, but yes, I I think I'll I'll see it through the end. Yeah, as long as you don't fall asleep. Yeah, right. the uh, the girl that's playing Monica Lewinsky looks like her in the face, not so much like the her figure. I I don't see it, and I think this girl's a lot shorter than so kind of. I don't know, throws it off. But the chick that plays Linda Tripp, like spot on. Yeah, somebody uh super famous is playing Linda Tripp. I can't I I know I know the face, but I didn't look up to see who it was. Yeah. But people say I haven't heard crazy reviews about it. It's uh-huh. more of like the polarizing part of that story is what yes. people are excited about when it comes to that. Uh all right, we gotta take a break and we'll be back. <laughs> Tulsa's Morning Show continues next. Next. The Big Mad Morning Show on Tulsa's Rock Station 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. Coming up at 9, Jeff Hensley will join us. you got a question about divorce, adoption, 
I've seen a lot of people asking questions about adoption. Jeff can answer those. He does those at Hensley & Associates. Get your question to us ahead of time. You can email show at kmod.com. Let's see what Gimpy has for 4x4. Steve says that Elon Musk donated $50 million to St. Jude. Now, the SpaceX founder tweeted on Saturday, count me in for 50M. Uh, the fundraiser was organized by Jared Isaacman, one of the passengers on the recent SpaceX flight into orbit. All in all, they have raised more than $200 million for the Children's Hospital. I wonder if that's... Like, he can be held accountable for that, for like, the $50 million. Well, I mean, he said he was going to do it. Why, why wouldn't you just... Make the donation. Right, instead of just saying. Because he wants the credit for it. Right. I mean, yeah, that's fair. He's, he's got the company that's doing the fundraiser. Right, right, right. It makes sense, but maybe this just makes it official. Because without Elon saying, it's just like, oh, SpaceX, blah, 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 whatever. Thanks for raising money for us. I feel like we just didn't see very much about it until they plopped down. Right. I honestly didn't see any part of it. As interesting as I thought it was, didn't watch it on the Netflix didn't even try to YouTube it. I don't even so. know why I didn't suck up the news cycle. Ah. Ah, who knows? It's not not important enough. Too positive. Yeah, right. <laughs> DC Capitol fencing's coming down. It was put up last week ahead of Saturday's rally. Now they say a small crowd turned out amid the high security. They gathered to support those arrested in January. Uh, crews are seen removing sections of the new fence yesterday, but no word on how long it's gonna take to finish it. Makes sense. And the NIH expects more booster shots soon. Director Francis Collins thinks that it could happen in the next few weeks. He said that he wasn't sure that a third shot is necessary for, quote, absolutely everybody. But he'd be surprised if the boosters aren't recommended for people under 65. The FDA recently, uh, advisors only voted to recommend the extra dose for those over 65 and others at high risk. And then lastly here, Tahlequah Middle School is hosting a vaccine clinic today. Uh, the Tahlequah Public Schools announced that they would be hosting a vaccine clinic to give parents a chance to get their children vaccinated against the bid. That's going to be happening at the middle school and high school at 930 this morning. The injury bug is running rampant for the San Francisco 49ers. The team had three running backs go down on Sunday as San Francisco beat the Philadelphia Eagles 17-11. Elijah Mitchell suffered a shoulder injury but was able to return to action. Uh, Jamichael Hasty and Trey Sermon were less lucky. Hasty exiting with an ankle injury and Sermon suffering a concussion. These were all preceded by Raheem Mostert being ruled out for the season earlier in the week after going down with a knee injury in the Niners' season opener. It was another wild weekend of college football, but it didn't affect the top of the coaches' poll. Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, where DJ Graham made an incredible interception in Nebraska, um, Oregon and Texas A&M all stayed put in the top five after each team won on Saturday. Penn State jumped up to number eight overall after its 28-20 home win over Auburn. BYU leaped up to number 16 following its 27-17 win over Arizona State. Uh, the Michigan State Spartans entered the poll at number 21 after they beat the Miami Hurricanes 38-17 in South Florida. And Fresno State snuck into the poll at 25 after they edged UCLA 40-37 late Saturday night. The Bruins dropped 11 spots because of the loss, but stayed in the poll at 24. The. What was that? I have no idea. <laughs> Sounds like something fell. Anyway, or, or um, so uh, I'm not a big Penn State fan, mm -hmm. but man, watching that crowd 
and all the the whiteout and all the things that happened. Mm-hmm. Man, it was awesome to watch. Hell yeah. It was awesome. Uh, those who saw the Mississippi State-Memphis game on Saturday witnessed one of the more unusual punts plays you've ever seen. In the fourth quarter, Miss State punted and appeared to down the ball. At least that's what appeared to happen by the actions of one of the refs, who looked to be blowing the play dead. Even though the Miss State players started holding up, Calvin Austin the third didn't hear a whistle, so he picked up what, he, what was thought to be a dead ball by everyone else and ran it back for a touchdown, and it counted. After the fact, when it when it doesn't matter, the SEC has chimed in and admitted the refs blew it. Memphis ended up winning that game 31 to 29. SEC heads. Okay, SEC, mm. not mm-hmm. second. Okay. Yeah. That's why you see guys pick up balls and run to the end zone. Yeah. Just, just, just you in never case. Know. You never know. Yeah, for sure. And it counted. Uh, one more here. Um, the Patriots versus the Jets is a divisional matchup that's pretty much been one-sided historically. Both teams phased off in week two of the NFL season after having lost their opening game. But at the end of the day, the Jets are still the Jets, and the Patriots would wind up getting their 11th consecutive win over them. The most valuable player for the Patriots, that would be the Jets quarterback, Zach Wilson. After a abysmal first half, it was pretty clear it wasn't Wilson's day. The Jets' number two pick would throw two consecutive interceptions on his first two passes. Two drives later, he'd throw his third. He'd end up part of a club he didn't want to belong to, becoming the first Jets quarterback since Geno Smith to toss three interceptions in the first half of a game. The former BYU standout would end up with four interceptions on the day and zero touchdowns. Yeah. That's sorry, you're sorry, a loser. Sorry, Steve Scott. He's a giant Jets fan. <laughs> He's the only one. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> and that is your balls to the wall sports. I'm Lindsay on 975. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. I'd like to talk to our listeners because they're awesome. And Nathan is on with us right now. Hey, Nathan, how are you? All right. How are you doing? I'm good. Nathan is 39 years old, been married for four years, together six, and you're from Tulsa. How'd you meet your wife? Um, well, I'm from Indianapolis. Uh, we knew each other from, uh, back in Indianapolis. Okay. And, um, my kid's mom died about 10 years ago, going on 10 years ago. And after a few years, I just ended up bumping into her on Facebook, you know, and which is a rarity because I'd barely get on it. And, uh, you know, we started talking and. Next thing I knew, she was out here. <laughs> who interacted? Who like triggered that interaction? Did you go, "Hey," or did she go, "Hey"? I did. I did. Do you remember what you said? Like what your first message to her was? Um, not exactly. You know, pretty much. You know, I just asked her. You know, how she was doing. You know, because I ain't seen her. I've known her since she was three years old. Oh, okay. She grew, wow. up, she grew up across the street from me. You know, so, you know, I really was just, you know, saying, hey, how you doing? 
You know, because yeah. it's been a while, everything going all right. <laughs> yeah, that you're right. Like, when you know somebody, you don't have to be like, how you doing? You can literally yeah. be the worst one-liner ever, and it still <laughs> resonate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it says you had a yeah. rough life. You grew up in a bad neighborhood. How old were yeah. you when you realized you lived in a bad neighborhood? Uh, probably around 10, 11 and what was I mean, it? I, I before I moved there, I I lived in. I mean, I'd lived in bad neighborhoods almost my whole life. Right, you know, but how, how, Indianapolis public school all over the place. Right, but how did you know at that age? How did you know you were in a bad neighborhood? Oh, I'd get the crap beat out of me by a few guys every couple once a uh, couple times a week. You know. Okay. And, Drugs everywhere. What kind of drugs? Oh, except heroin wasn't really around at the time. That didn't come until later. Did you start using at a young age? I started smoking. I got my first possession of marijuana charge when I was 13, but I didn't start using uh, hard drugs until I was about 16. Yeah. So how old were you when you started smoking weed? Uh, 11, 12. How does that happen? How does that happen? Um, well, <laughs> my dad was one of those, you know, free will, hippie type guys, you know. <laughs> so I'd end up over at my dad's during the summer, hanging, going and hanging drywall for extra money, you know, and... They just. He was like, here? You know, try I mean, this? He knew it. It, it, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so you were hanging drywall at 11, and he was like, here, take a hit off this. Yeah. Yeah. I like to consider myself to be kind of one of those free will sort of people, you know? Yeah. But not to that extent. Not to yeah. that extent. What do you think about when you reflect back on that? What's the thought that pops into your brain that your dad offered you weed at 11? That's the reason that I got to where I got in the long run. Which was where? Uh, heroin. <laughs> wow. How And how old were you when you got introduced to heroin? Uh, um, that didn't happen until I was about 22 after I got out of prison. Okay. What'd you go to prison for? Uh, I stabbed a guy. In the tank. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was it the wasn't. reason you stabbed a man in his tank? Hat tip for good aim. It wasn't intentional. I, uh, Don't ever tell anybody that ever again. <laughs> right. Tell it everyone it was intentional to stab him in the tank. So, what did he do that made you stab him? Uh, well, it, it first started out just me and him fighting. Uh, it was. Uh, it was an ex-girlfriend of mine's stepdad, and I'd already been, I'd already, I'd already beat the crap out of him five or six times, you know, no exaggeration. And uh, he was, I was walking down the street, and he come running out of this garage, and then I saw a bunch of guys sitting in the garage playing poker, and he came running out of the garage at me, you know, and I just turned and squared up, started dinging him up, and the next thing I know, I had five 
four or five people on my back. You know? I was on the ground getting the crap kicked out of me. I had one of them old uh, starter pullover uh, coats on, a San Francisco pullover coat, and nice. uh, I was covering my ribs and my stomach, and I felt a, um, I felt a knife in the pocket. And I just pulled it out and swung. And <laughs> Got him. Bingo. <laughs> right in the bullseye. Did that Did that totally uh, extinguish all the fire that was happening at that moment? Oh, like everybody stopped? Oh, yeah. He screamed like, um, I don't know. I, I don't even know what. It was so loud and I pitched. I mean, I, I have a question. Everybody just backed up and... I kept making them back up a little bit more and a little bit more until I saw a hole and I took off. <laughs> and and then I guess they called the police and then... Yeah. yeah. I didn't end up getting caught until I was 19. And uh, since it happened when I was a juvenile, I was getting transferred from uh, Marion County Jail to the juvenile, to the juvenile uh, courthouse. And about the third time they transferred me, they asked me if I wanted to be waived, and I said, yeah. And then um, they were supposed to rearrange me within 72 hours, and 72 hours went by, and nothing had happened. And, you know, So I called my mom and I asked my mom if she could find out what was going on, because the guards, they all acted like they didn't know why I was there. And... uh after about two weeks, I called her mom, and she was like, "She was like, don't get too excited, man." But Marion County Jail says they're just waiting on because I I had another warrant in Hendricks County, which is right next to Indianapolis, and uh, they 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 said that I was just waiting on Hendricks County to come get me, and I went to Hendricks County. It was just for public intox and resisting arrest, and. Uh, and I was out of there in two weeks. And six months later, the uh, Marion County, Indianapolis police were knocking on my door talking about I had a Class A felony warrant for something that happened in January. And my mom was like, you know, bull crap. He was in your jail in January. You know, they were like, well, just tell him, come on down and uh, we'll get it sorted out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, so I just... They don't run until they caught me again. So how old were you when you stabbed your girl, your ex-girlfriend's stepdad in the taint? I think I was 17. I might have been 16, but I think I was 17. And so they didn't pursue it or you didn't get prosecuted for two years? Yeah. Yeah. And why did your Ex-girlfriend's stepdad need to be beat up multiple times. Well, he was the one that always started it, except for sure. the first time. The first time, it, it, we, me and a few of my friends were at my girlfriend Carrie's, and, uh, you know, we were drinking and smoking weed. And uh, she had a little brother that was a couple years younger than us, but he was kind of slow. He was LD, you know. And when he was born, one of his arms kind of got stuck when he was coming out. And so his, uh, I think it was his left arm. It was, like, messed up. It was, like, twisted and turned, you know. And, uh, Did have it look you, like a Jimmy, penis? Have you met Gimpy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could be your girlfriend's brother. <laughs> Freddy brother. <laughs> right. 
And so he came in and drug him out of the room, you know, and I told him, I was like, man, he's all right. He ain't doing nothing. He ain't bothering us or anything. You know, so Timmy came back in, the kid, well, he wasn't really a kid. He was only a couple years younger than us. But he came back in and uh, about an hour later, uh, Jimmy came back in, the dude I stabbed, and grabbed him by his hair and started dragging him out of the room and, I, mean, I just went off, started firing on him, beat the crap out of him in the living room. And then every time I saw him after that, it was weird, man, because sometimes he'd, he'd be cool, offer me a beer, and other times he'd just come at me. <laughs> what role did you play in all that to be involved in an altercation five times? I mean, I was dating his stepdaughter, so it was kind of hard not to see him sometimes. <laughs> you know, I, I tried to stay away from her house for the most part. If I did, I, you know, we had to stop by there. Some, I didn't go up to the house. I mean, there was one time we were tripping on acid and I was standing out in the street and, uh, it was me, her and my buddy Dustin and they went up there and he wouldn't let her in the house and, uh, ended up Bitten on her through the screen, and my buddy Dustin just, you know, it was just a screen door. You know, he just yanked it open, you know, broke a little lock on it, and went in there. And next thing I know, I see Dustin come stumbling out the front door. So, you know, I ran up there, and uh, he kind of he kind of reached out to grab me, and I ducked. And when I ducked, there just happened to be a brick there. <laughs> I grabbed the brick and smacked him in the head with it. My God. Nathan, Nathan, come on. Come on. (laughs) You went from one minute being on the street to the next minute having a brick in your hand hitting another human. Like, your story's got some gaps, man. No, I no, he said, I told you he spit on he he spit on Carrie through the screen. He wouldn't let her in her own house. And uh, when he spit on Carrie, Dustin yanked the door open and when And And you're out at the street. Yeah, I was standing out of the street. You know, I thought maybe Dustin could handle it, <laughs> but obviously. So you went up to the, you went up there nope. at that instant. Yeah, yeah. After Dustin mm-hmm. stumbled out, the, stumbled out the back door backwards and fell on his ass and rolled down the steps. Yeah. Uh, you say you mentioned your first wife died. How did she die? Um, she had a, a brain aneurysm. She had oh, a man. internal. Uh, um, an internal bruise, they said, that, and I guess part of it got into her bloodstream and made its way to her brain. Man. That's rough. Yeah. Were you still with her then, or were you guys done? Yeah. No, no, we were still together. Wow. How did that affect you? Oh, very bad. Yeah, what happened? Uh, I mean, I spiraled really bad, went back to... I started taking Vanexes a lot, lost my job. I actually lost my, uh, cause I was, I was working for a company. We did a lot of traveling, uh, do hanging cabinets and doing trim at like OU, OSU, a lot of big colleges. I got a pit up in Kansas and hospitals. We did a lot of hospitals and, uh, and, um, 
but I lost that job. You know, I, I was just, I was just messed up all the time, and got ended up getting another job building pergolas with this guy named uh, Kenny Prather, and uh, I still, you know, I was still taking Vanexes, and you know, lost that job too. Got my job back with Mike doing the cabinets and stuff, and still lost. <laughs> Lost it again. <laughs> Are you still taking pills? No. I mean, I, I do, but not like that. When you say not like that, how mm. many were you taking at that time? Uh, anywhere from 6 to 15 bars a day. Wow. Dang, son. So, yeah. like, not only were you losing jobs... You weren't having to buy toilet paper because you weren't doing no business. Right. <laughs> bind you up. Um, so how many do you take now, let's just say, in a week? Uh, just a few. I don't, I'll take a couple on the weekends. Like, on, you know, I don't, I don't drink anymore because that's oh, what got me in a lot of trouble to begin with. I mean, uh, the only reason I got found guilty, man for stabbing him was because of my juvenile record and since they waved me over they were able to use it against me no i think you got in a lot of trouble because you stabbed a man in the tank i was getting the crap beat out of me by five guys okay fair point but oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did, defend himself. so yeah you didn't that you they didn't look at that as you defending yourself no what did they say when you went to trial on that They didn't really say anything, but you're guilty. And well, you <laughs> had a on come stand. on, man. You had a trial. I, yeah, yeah. It was a jury trial. It, I mean, it wasn't a jury trial. It was a bench trial. Right. Um, but um, he got on a stand and started telling one story, you know. And, and I leaned over my, I leaned over and told my attorney, I was like, look at the probable cause affidavit. Because you know, it was a complete story, a complete different story than what he was telling while he was sitting on the stand, you know. So my attorney gets up and catches him lying on the stand. You know, and he starts changing his story. You know, and I went, on, I got on the stand and told him what happened. And, you know, after their little recess, the judge came back, the, the temp judge came back and uh, found me guilty. I think. You know, I I believe they just railroaded me because I got away with with so much crap as a juvenile. It says here uh, to ask you about the time that you were stabbed by your roommate. Oh uh, yeah, um, my little brother went to jail for the first time ever, you know, and he was like. 22 you know he'd never been in trouble for anything so uh we were trying to get him out as quick as possible you know and uh my phone my phone broke and um uh, my girlfriend was calling the jail so i uh asked my i asked uh, my roommate you know which he was an older guy you know probably 10 years older than me at the time and um I asked him to use his phone. He let me use his phone, you know, and I was on it for a minute with the bondsman. And and he starts bitching about it, you know. He's just 
bitching about me using his phone. I'm like, damn, dude, you told me I could use it. You know, whatever, here. Boom, closed it, threw it at him, called him 20 different names, and he came up out of a chair. I thought he was going, I thought he was swinging at me. And, you know, I went to block the punch and looked down, you know, because his, his hand didn't hit me. And, you know, and I, I just looked down and there was a damn kitchen knife sticking out of my ribs. <laughs> And, uh, I guess it, uh, I guess it punctured my lung and, uh, but I snatched the baseball bat up that I had. It was just laying right there in the corner. I mean, my kids were standing right behind me when he did it. And, uh, so I grabbed the baseball bat, you know, and I kind of scooped them into the room next door and beat his ass all the way out to the street. And then... Uh, you know, just from all the action and stuff, I started getting woozy, and I ended up walking in my mom. Luckily, my mom lived next door, because I thought I was walking into my house. <laughs> so luckily, it was my mom's house, and not some random stranger neighbor, you know? How high were you at that time? Uh, I, I wasn't. At that time, I was in the methadone clinic. So you were high on methadone then? Eh, not really, it, I'd been in there for so long that it, it didn't, you know, it didn't get me high. I could take 300, I was on 120 milligrams of methadone, but, but I could take like 300 and. Are you bragging? I didn't, <laughs> Sounds like you're bragging. No, nah, no, nah, nah, it's just the way the drug, it's the it, way the drug works. It says here to ask you about the time that uh, your brother got shot in the face. Yeah, he was at a, uh. He was at a car wash with his buddy, and um, he was at the very back of the. It was a old Chevy mid eighties. He was at the very back of the truck cleaning the bed of the truck out, and I guess he didn't know that uh, his buddy Shane was supposed to be meeting somebody there to sell him some Xanaxes, and uh, the dude pulled a uh, pulled a forty four out on Shane, you know, and him and Shane were wrestling over the pills and the gun and the gun went off. Luckily it went through, uh, you know, uh, you know how they had those, uh, those sliding windows in the back. It was the one that slid both ways and it had that metal strip in the middle, about an inch thick. Okay. The, the bullet went through the uh, metal strip and went right into Jay, right, right below his, uh, his nose and above his teeth. And uh, it just it just landed in a sinus cavity. It didn't do any damage. I, God knows how, but it didn't do any damage to his sinus cavity. It was just laying there. And I remember uh, I had a picture of it. The bullet was, it was you know it was smashed. It was about the size. You remember um, like the old GMs? They had uh, the rectangle key for the ignition, and then the like oval key for the doors. Yes. It, it was a little bit bigger than the oval key. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it, it, I remember like when I first came in, my brother was arguing. I mean, his <laughs> all the the whole left side of his face was swollen. You know, he's sitting there arguing with the doctor. You know, I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, what's going on? What's going on? And, you know, the doctor told me, brother's trying to tell me he got shot with a 357 or a 45. Jake, you know, Jake went off. Man, I know my guns, man. You know, this is <laughs> <laughs> like a prudent argument to have. With right. Right. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
but uh, the detective ended up coming in, you know, and he picked a bullet up with a pair of hemostats, and he was looking at it, and the doctor asked him, he says, well, what size of gun do you think it was? He said, somewhere between 357 and 45, Jake sat up, I told you, <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> I was like, calm down, man. And they had him so jacked up on fentanyl, and it was crazy. Nathan, we've been uh, reflecting on, nothing. yeah, we've been reflecting on your life. <laughs> How many times do you think you should have died? Oh, I can't count. Oh, All right, here we go. Seventy-five. That's right. <laughs> I've been shot at. I've been beat with bats, bricks, two by fours. I wasn't kidding when I said I grew up in a rough neighborhood. Well, yeah, but you did get out of that neighborhood. You moved on, right? Yeah, yeah. And that stuff still happened. Yeah, I mean, no, that was all that. I was still there then. I didn't move out here until I was. 26 and have you been in, in have been in any trouble since 26 no nah, got tickets <laughs> like speeding tickets but, parking tickets uh, no driver no driver's license and no insurance usually <laughs> have you been to jail here yes <laughs> yeah do you equate yeah, with jail do you equate jail with getting into trouble Oh, and it depends. I you know, I went I went for not paying my tickets, you know. Not like, you know, beat somebody up or I got caught selling drugs or whatever. Rob yeah. some rob somebody or broke into a house or nothing like that. I just didn't pay my tickets on time. I will concede that it is not a violent <laughs> manner, yes. <laughs> uh listen, Nathan, your stories are unbelievable, man. Uh I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. And uh, good luck with everything. No offense, but I don't know if we'll ch- tip a beer anytime mm. soon. <laughs> right. I, I kind of like my taint. <laughs> All right, buddy. Have a good day, man. Hi, you too. Right. I appreciate it. All right, man. See you later. It's trouble, right? If you go to jail, it's tr- you've been in trouble. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, essentially, yes. That's the punishment for when you get in trouble with the uh, law. It's potential jail time. But I get where he's at. I mean, he got the tickets. He just didn't. Hey, the tickets. Yeah, that's trouble. That's still trouble. It's You're still just on, tr- on the lighter end of the spectrum, right? We've got <laughs> unpaid parking tickets or whatever, and then murder. Or, okay, maybe no, stabbing somebody in the taint. Once you cross a <laughs> threshold... <laughs> Everything on that side that's is it, trouble. Huh? That's it. Yes, you're no going matter, to jail. No matter how light or dark the, it is on the spectrum. Huh? You're just, going, it's all, but it's a pattern. It's all over there. But it's a pattern. True, true. Right? Yeah. I'm yeah. not. If you go to jail because you got caught with a little bit of paraphernalia, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not. A, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking right. about multiple instances. Right. Right. And it continues. It's a pattern. <laughs> yes. I agree. Not paying your tickets of all the things that he has shared with us was the smallest infraction. Yes. He's he's a changed man, Corbin. Right. He doesn't There's, stab people in the taint anymore. He just just won't pay the ticket. Right. That that's like going, uh, hey man, it was at summer camp. I I don't know what you're talking about. Right. But what happens at summer camp stays at summer camp. Yeah, man. right. No, man. <laughs> uh, all right, we gotta take a break. We'll be back. <laughs> The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Tulsa's Morning Show, 97.5 KMOD. 
Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. I think maybe in my oof, moment of the weekend was yesterday the headline I saw that Kim Kardashian may have another sex day with Ray J. Oh, <laughs> right. Oomph. And at this point for her, that would not be good. No. Right? It would hurt her brand. Yeah, for sure. It's not a good brand move for a sex tape. Well, it, just a sex tape in general or like a one with him because that was like well before the kingdom. No, no, no. Sex tape in general. Okay. Would not be good for her brand. Okay. It's prospering. A lot of new ventures, whatever. Y'all. She's trying to, um, <laughs> quote unquote, lawyer. legitimize herself with this lawyer thing, which she can't pass the bar exam. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? So, right. yeah, I don't, in terms of brand build, but not a good. it's not a, it's not in the books of how to build a really strong right. brand, which is something that the, that family's been really good at. Yeah. You know, most people aren't probably aware that there is a sex tape. It's what made her famous in the first place. Uh, I mean, her TV show got her famous, and she got the TV show because After. Ryan Seacrest thought she, her and her family had a crazy personality. So I, you could art, you can definitely put it in the timeline and go, well, that must be where it started. Right. I right. think the sex tape gave her 15 minutes that just evolved from there. Um, okay. I mean, people didn't go, wow, she's a really good actress right. and gave her a TV show. She's really good on film. Mm-hmm. No, she's right? cute and got fat ass and the family's a yeah, mess. She's gorgeous. So let's go ahead and get them in there. I didn't know who she was until, you no. know, I heard about this, the sex tape yeah. or whatever. And mm-hmm. Most people. had to go and watch. Yeah, most people, you're for sure. Mm. And if she wouldn't have got the TV show. Probably still would yeah. never know who she is except for that gal that banged Ray J. Yeah. That'd mm-hmm. be it. And her dad was, you know, so yeah, OJ's, lawyer. Yeah, OJ's I even, lawyer. I didn't even know that. Put the two and two together until well further on down the line. Right, but, but I'm of saying, course I never kept up with that stuff anyway. She would eventually. Nonetheless, it yeah. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. At this point in her career, it's not the thing. It got her attention. It didn't make her famous. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Right, the hustle did. Her hustle made her famous. Mm-hmm. Her business ventures made her famous. Her TV show made her famous. It get, definitely got her to the front of the line. Oh, yeah. Mary and Kanye didn't hurt either. She was already famous well, before she married of course, Kanye. But she I would still argue, stayed in the in the limelight. I would argue Mary and Kanye pulled her back. You think so? Yeah, her TV show is massive. Mm. And it was massive when she married Kanye. Right. Now she's got to work and focus on this relationship, and now the TV show's suffering. Yeah, I think no. the TV show, I think it's done now. They well, they've got new incarnations, last. but yeah. Do they really? Keeping up with the Kardashians is over, yeah. Okay. Um, the idea, though, that a sex tape, God, can you imagine? <laughs> like, I'm not saying you do, but Lindsay, like, if you had a sex tape, like, an old boyfriend or somebody right. surfaced and was like, hey, here's this, and put it out. Ugh, got explain. It'd be Jesus. awful. <laughs> That'd be the, the, the damage control after that, I think, would be the worst. Because you put that in your past, man. You put that behind you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, and, and you think, oh, I'm just going to live my normal life. I'm going to raise some kids. And then all of a sudden. That's the part bow! that would be bothersome. It's like, oh, I have children. I don't want that out there for them to see. Yeah. Or I mean, another one. You do. Another yeah. one out there for them to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. In this instance, mm-hmm. Ray J came out and he was like, I don't know anything about this. 
I'm not a part of this. I'm trying to be a dad and raise my family and be grateful for all my blessings in life. Mm -hmm. How can I do that when this type of stuff keeps bubbling up? (laughs) Right. I don't have anything to do with this. But that could happen to anybody, right? Right. And that's like, as Lindsay was saying, you know, I'm trying to raise kids. I don't want to have to deal with this or explain this, but as goes life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You think Paris Hilton's, you know, her kids, if she... Has kids? No, she no. She's have. been trying to. Uh, Her sister. I feel like I read recently she got pregnant. Is she? Yeah. I don't know. Who? Okay. You yeah. got which sex tape? Paris Hilton or Kim Kardashian? Oh, Kim Kardashian. <sighs> Paris Hilton's weird, man, because it's in that yeah. night vision and it's yeah. green. At least with you know. I'm Kim sorry. Kardashian, you get caught up on cinematography when you're looking at porn. <laughs> I want to be able to see what I'm looking at, not like you know. Unless I'm like creeper in the bushes with my night vision goggles, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, right, 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 right. right. <laughs> no, no. I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> yeah. I think Paris Hilton. You think so, huh? Yeah. Why? Ah, she was more of a showman. <laughs> Fair enough. Right? She was into it. I guess. Kim didn't feel, really feel like she was into it. No, she was just... Getting, you know, laid. Right. She was just like, you know, peering around the corner with Paris Hilton. Okay, so one could probably say that, like, Paris Hilton did hers to kind of, I don't want to say put her in a spotlight, but, like, okay, this is going to get out. I'm going to make sure Sure. that this gets leaked. And I want to make sure that people, you know, really enjoy it. I think in both instances, Mm -hmm. I could be mistaken, the guys released the tapes. Mm -hmm. Okay. In both instances. And there's a great case study of they both came out and who got more famous? Exactly. Both tried to do the same thing. Uh Paris has got her own clothing line. She's had her own makeup line. She's had her own jewelry line. Yeah. 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 And she is not doing much of anything. Yeah. Yeah. She had her own TV shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And she came from a little more of a wealthy family at the time. Right. But Paris Hilton... Has always been like a mess, like the party girl mess, always drunk or high on pills or whatever. They were friends. They hung out together. Kim, Kim Kardashian. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they did. Before the tapes. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. But what I'm saying here is like Paris Hilton's always had that uh, that party girl, you know, just tore up all the time yeah, kind it, of Yeah, almost like you would expect it. Why? And you didn't really get that. At least I didn't anyway from Kim Kardashian. I because didn't. you didn't know who she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very well right. Too. Yeah, she was the ha- she was the plus one. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget that Paris also uh, dabbled in singing and um, uh, DJing clubs. I think she still does that. Yeah. And oh, I, wow. from what I understand, she can garner a pretty penny. Anybody with a celebrity name can DJ. Right. right. Anybody can press play or click on mm-hmm. the computer <laughs> why not yes that's what i did it's okay. <laughs> I'm, just I'm not man, saying yeah. you were that person i'm just yeah, saying yeah. yeah you're right anybody can do it i just some people have a real skill for it mm-hmm. yeah. and it's not just pushing play it's more wiki wiki right <laughs> the ones and the twos yeah the it's more of steel. actual musical composing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. using two different sources right than it is of here's <laughs> here's strutting <laughs> <laughs> right right Here's baby got back. (laughs) Here's four non-blondes and what's going on. Oh, oh, good God. We'll be back. Tulsa's morning show. The Big Man Morning Show. The assault continues next. 97.5 KMOD.
Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. Jeff Hensley sitting in the next room at 9 o'clock. He'll be moving into the studio with us to take your questions about divorce or custody or guardianship or adoption. Any family law scenario, he can help. So get your question to us now. You can email it, show at KMOD.com, show at KMOD.com, or call when he's in the studio. But first, got to do balls to the wall sports. Manny Pacquiao's career in politics is looking no different than his career in the ring. The boxer turned senator announced he'll be going up against the biggest, baddest challenger available next May. The Filipino legend just revealed he'll be taking on current Philippines president Rodrigo Duterte in the 2022 Philippine elections. I'm a fighter and I will always be a fighter inside and outside the ring. In my whole life, I have not backed out of a fight. Because in the name of principle, the nation's pride, I stand reaffirmed and strong, Pacquiao would say. The fighter who rose from poverty to become one of the best boxers of his generation wouldn't end his announcement without taking a shot at Duterte, Duterte and the corruption that's run rampant in the Philippine government. Your time is up, he says. We gave you a chance, but you failed us. Pacquiao would add, we waited for a long time. Decades have passed, but nothing happened. I thought there were term limits and we could only run one time. Yeah, I don't know. Duterte can't run again. Yeah. Huh. I make the rules. I run how many times Oh, I just I remembered. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about the Philippine president, much less Manny Pacquiao running for it. The Texas Rangers may be parting ways with top dollar signing from last winter. Texas designated pitcher Kohai Arihara for an assignment on Sunday after he made 10 starts for the club this season. The 29-year-old came over after six years in Japan's Pacific League, and Texas had to pay $1.2 million posting fees to sign the prospect. Should he clear waivers, he could be assigned to the organization's minor leagues. Alex Avila is hanging up his cleats at the end of the season. The Athletic reported that he that the 34-year-old Avila is going to retire when the Washington Nationals season ends. He entered the league in 2009 and made an All-Star game in 2011 with the Detroit Tigers. And finally, uh, NBA star Anthony Davis, who plays for the Lakers, got married over the weekend. Congratulations to him! Uh, people tweeted that their vows were really sweet. I'm sure, especially when she promised to love, honor, and never nag him about shaving his unibrow. Because that one is bad. He don't care. I, now it's is, a symbol. Yeah, right. Everybody's got their trademark. Yeah. Kim Kardashian's got fat ass, and he's got a uni. Yeah. All the unibrow. Kardashians have that booty, though, for the most part. Fair enough. And then Kylie's got the lips. <laughs> okay. Right? <laughs> And you want to add anything into sports? Okay, sure. Uh, Chase Elliott and Kevin Harvick had a fight at NASCAR this weekend. Uh, Elliott led for like 133 laps uh, and um, something like that. And then, let's see if I have that right. Yeah, Elliott led for 175 laps and then Harvick passed him with 33 to go. And when they were going back and forth, uh, Elliott got a flat tire Mm. and had to go into the pits. And when he came out, he got out in front of Chase Mm -hmm. And slowed down, which allowed uh, <laughs> Kyle Larson to pass him and win. And afterwards, when they went to the pit, they got in an altercation and were yelling at each other. All right. And people sided with Chase uh, Elliott. Mm-hmm. 
right? That he was, you know, who's 20 years younger mm-hmm. than Harvick, uh, and and sided with him that he was totally plays dirty and races dirty or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And then this was uh, Kevin Harvick afterwards talking to the press about the about the incident. Kevin Harvick, of course, uh, not happy with Chase Elliott. So let's start there. What was the conversation between you and Chase after the race? I just told him, you know, it was kind of a chicken shit move that he did there at the end. You know, we race, we're racing for the freaking win at Bristol. We're three wide in the middle, and he throws a temper tantrum. Like, like um, you know, I was just trying to trying to get the lead and racing hard. Then he pulls up in front of me and just sits there until I lose the whole lead. So, you know, just hate it for our Subway Ford Mustang team, um, you know, to, to be able to lose a race like that. And I watched him let the 24 go by, and, and then anytime you run into him, it's a problem. So they can boo all they want. I don't care. How much of this is compounded by the fact that you were so close to winning and, and to have it slip away, but then also what happened uh, when you when he went by you again? Yeah, well, I just I lost so much there. And then, you know, when I got behind the car, I kept getting tied up the corner and I couldn't run my line. So um, God, I'm, I'm ready to rip somebody's freaking head off. <laughs> now, is that from the NASCAR race, or am I describing what happened on 169 on Friday on the way home, right? <laughs> Amen. That's your Balls of the Wall Sports. I'm Lindsay on 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text... BMMS, and then what you want to say to 82945. Joining us from Hensley and Associates is Jeff Hensley. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, good morning. Uh, we had some texts that came in at the end of the show last week, so I was going to read those real quick, and then we've got a really gnarly question that got emailed in this morning okay. that uh, is going fi- to fit into the narrative of fathers don't have rights. Okay. Uh, so let's get started. This is their text from last week. Uh, my ex-wife uh, has custodian custodian custody of my children and remarried and now getting another divorce. My question is, her new boyfriend has domestic abuse in front of minor children. Do I have to let my children go to her home when she when he is staying overnight? You know, that's a real concern when you've got somebody that has that particular charge against them. Um, one of the things I would look at first of all is has he actually been prosecuted for it or is it something he's just been charged with and they're kind of in the middle of the proceedings. But either way, uh, it's a definitely a concern simply because you don't want your kids going over to somebody who has obviously been beating people up in front of other kids. So I, I think if it's a major concern, there's things we can do about it in the courtroom dealing with with the judge and that way we can uh, protect those children from that potential individual's potential harm. So it just depends. I mean, again, we've, we've kind of got to see where that's at. I mean, if, was he charged with it and then it was dismissed? That happens sometimes. Um, but it's a definite concern, and I think this father definitely has a um, smart choice to make. And so if you'll give me a call, we can talk about it and decide what to do. And if those things actually are true, and some sort of emergency custody order could be necessary, which you yeah. don't want to navigate by yourself. Correct. Absolutely. You never want to do any of that stuff by yourself. That's why we're here. Jeff Hensley's on with us from Hensley and Associates. If you have a question about a family law scenario, like a custody or something like that, Jeff can answer it. 918-460-KMOD. This other one says, me and my ex-wife got a divorce back in April and filed the paperwork and had it signed and finalized the same day in Muskogee County without ever taking any class, and we have two kids together. Does this sound right? No. 
It doesn't sound right. Judges won't sign off on a decree unless you've got your certificate filed with the court. I mean, it's state law. I mean, prior to, uh, I forget which year it was. It's, I don't rememberize the, all the years like that. But some, I think within the last three to five years is when they decided it has to be a state law that everybody has to take this course. Before then, it was, it was left to the particular county. Uh, now it's an actual state law. And so, yeah, judges are not allowed to sign off on any of those documents unless they are... Uh, You've filed your certificate, so you've got to go to the Helping Children Cope with Divorce Seminar. So it sounds a little strange, but it's Muskogee County. So uh, once you give me a call and I kind of help you figure things out. Smaller counties tend to do things a little bit differently uh, than they do in other counties or should. So in other words, give me a call. We'll talk about it and find out what's going on. Mistakes can happen. Errors in paperwork can happen. It's not common, but how important is it to make sure your divorce is legitimate? 100%, I'd say 110% legit, because you don't want it coming back to bite you in the butt later and go, oh, well, you're not actually divorced, because this didn't get done, or that wasn't done correctly, or whatever it may be. So, you know, give us a call. We'd be happy to help you figure that out. All right, this is the one that I've been excited to tell you. Uh, It says, I have two (laughs) kids. Do I need a pad and paper? I mean, so I can write down sections on this? You might. I may have to, you know, revisit some of this. There's some paper here. Um, If you give me a pen. Yeah, here's a sharpie. I found a pen. I found a pen. pen. Uh, I have two kids with my first wife. She was ordered to pay child support. Her last payment was collected in 2016. She hasn't talked to the boys in about 10 years. They're now 20 and 18. Okay. Nothing gnarly yet. Keep going. Uh, well, that's it. I, I'm actually that's not the gnarly one. I had they both. Start oh with man, the, I'm so let down. Know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I buried the lead. So, uh, two kids, first wife. She was ordered to pay child support. Her last payment was collected in 2016. She hasn't talked to the boys in 10 years. They're now 20 and 18. She has arrears over thirty thousand dollars. Is there anything the Duke, the kids can do to get the money? You know, this is. Uh, I'm going to say it depends, and here's why. We have actually run into this. There's a particular statute or in a bit of case law that talks about collecting once a child is aged out and whether or not the court loses jurisdiction uh, on trying to collect that. Now, uh, my associate Perry has run into that issue in a smaller county. Um, in the bigger counties, we collect on those kind of things all the time. I mean, in fact, I've got one where we... Uh, the kids are in their late 20s, and we've been collecting for the individual for over two or three years now. So, um, you know, it just depends on how much it is, what county it's in. Uh, the 18-year-old obviously is close. What, what makes this a good scenario for the individual is, is that you've got a kid that's just 18 as opposed to 28 and 34. As a, you know, So you've got somebody who's just come off of the enforcement side of it because they're 18. And the question is, if they're if they're 18, have they have they officially, quote, aged out by graduating high school? And if they haven't, then child support is still ordered and collection is no problem. So, I mean, this is a very good scenario for the person who sent this in. Give us a call. We can definitely collect for you because you've got somebody who may still fall under the fact that they're you're still able to collect all the way until they age out when they graduate in this coming May. So give me a call. We can definitely help with that. So you, one could feel like maybe this is over, but it may not be over. Right, absolutely. Just because someone turns 18, the way the statute reads, it's not just because you turn 18. So let's say you turn 18 in September uh, this month and you don't graduate till May. Well, the parent still owes all the way until you actually graduate high school. All right. So even though you're 18, that money is still owed all the way until the, the kid graduates high school in May. 
If you have a question for Jeff from Hensley & Associates, you can call right now at 918-460-KMOD. 918-460-KMOD. This is the one I was excited about. Okay, I'm pen and paper. My ex left our children with me back in January. Okay. Only one of them is biologically mine, but I've been in both their lives since the beginning. Okay. She has had them taken away from her before when she'd left, and I don't want to ever put them in another bad situation. She's currently doing meth again. Her and I have never been legally married. Is there anything I can do to protect them both? Guardianship or something? I've heard you say that men don't have any rights in this state, but they do have to be protected from her destructive behavior. He does add with a second email, she hasn't really tried to see or talk to them at all. I just need something there in case she does come back to try and take them. Okay, so not so gnarly. Um, it's actually a pretty easy answer. So the first kid is biologically his. We just do, we'll just need to do a paternity action on that. Uh, it's very simple, and especially if she's using drugs and, and uh, doing the, making bad choices, we're not going to put the kids in those situations, so we'll get sole custody to him, probably supervise visitation for her, and that's done for the first one. The second one, again, guard, easy answer, guardianship. Um, it doesn't matter that he is not the biological father. Anybody can seek guardianship over anybody else. Um, and especially since he's been involved in this child's life and he's been a stepfather figure and those kind of things, uh, guardianship is very easy on that. And then eventually if she continues to do meth and flitters off into oblivion and he gets married, then we could do an adoption on that kid if you wanted to do it that way as well. So not so gnarly. Um, yeah, but wouldn't he? You don't have, have to raise your hand. Just <laughs> I told her that she just for wouldn't some reason just <laughs> speak. Yeah, wouldn't they have to find out from the biological father of that second child to well, seek guardianship? Well, you have to give them notice, but it, it sounds. And again, I'm just uh, guessing here. And of course, there's always holes in these things when we're on the radio, which is why we talk to them later and find out the details. But let's assume that bio dad's not in the picture, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing he's not if this individual has been taking care of this kid full time. So what we do is we just give that parent notice, but it's one of those things that if that ch- person's not been involved in that person's life, more than likely it's not going to be an issue, and they're not even going to do anything about it. My, my point of it being is that if they've not been involved now, I don't, you typically don't see them just come out of the woodwork right. to be involved when a guardianship gets filed. In fact, most of the time they don't care or they're relieved because they've got somebody else that's going to have to deal with them and they're not going to deal with them anymore. We've talked about this before, and usually the topic, though, is adoption, not guardianships. Right. Adoption, there's a lot more red tape to get through, whether you, you've got to be married, no felonies. Is there anything like that with guardianships? No, there's not. There's no requirements for that. I mean, uh, other than, you know, no felony backgrounds, no... Uh, no people in the home that have been charged with felonies, that sort of thing. That's really the only, quote, red tape to get through on a guardianship is no felonies. That's the big one. Um, You do have to go through an OSBI background check, which is, you know, quite simple. They just look and see if you've got any charges that need to be brought to the court's eyes. Again, most of the time, we already have looked at those anyway to see if there's any of those particular issues. But as long as you don't have any felony background, guardianships can be done. Now, if you do... Um, in fact, I've had several calls this last week about this particular issue is if you do have felonies, and sadly, you just can't do a guardianship or an adoption. And it's a sad, sad fact simply because you've got somebody who has cha- you know, may have changed their lives, felonies nine or 10 years old, but at the same time, too, there's just not a whole lot we can do about it. The statute's pretty ironclad on that particular issue. So, you know, as I tell everybody, if you have any problems with your state's laws, contact your state senators and your state representatives. Uh, because there's nothing we as attorneys can do about it. We don't, in fact, less than 0.05% of the legislature in Oklahoma City are attorneys. 
Um, so you've got lay people creating laws. That don't even understand how to write laws. Exactly. So contact your local representative. Justin's on the line. He's got a question. Justin, go ahead. You're on with Jeff Hensley of Hensley & Associates. Morning, guys. Hey, my question is that my wife and I have decided to file for divorce, but we've also decided that neither of us really need to pay child support because we both have them an equal amount. Uh, my question is, will a judge still sign off on the divorce without child support being involved? It depends. Well, and here's the famous lawyer answer. It depends. A couple questions first is, number one, what county? Tulsa. Okay. Number two, are there any state services being used, Sooner Care, uh, any of that kind of stuff? No. Okay. So typically when you've got individuals uh, like you who are not using state services and there's no child support that you two have agreed to, the judges will typically sign off on it. Um, it's definitely a deviation, and so you've got to have a good reason for that. But if you've got equal incomes and equal time and things like that, we usually can make that go through no problem. So it's only when you've got state services that are a problem because then there's money owed to the state for Sooner Care or WIC or whatever it may be potentially. So, but in your case, we can make that happen, not a problem. Jeff, let me ask yeah, a question yeah. since he's still in line. Is you've said before, divorces and custody or child support, those are two separate instances or are they the same? Well, they're, they're separate issues. Okay. So, in other words, uh, child support is separate from visitation, from custody, those kind of issues. The only way it plays into it is in the calculation. So you, the number of overnights involved, uh, how much is being spent on insurance, stuff like that. So There you go. All right, Justin, have a good day, man. Good luck. Thanks. All right, see you later. Uh, let's see, this is an email one that came in. Uh, it said, I have full custody of my children. The state says I can't move out of the state. The mother, mother hasn't had any contact with the children in the past three years. Can I get that changed? Grandmother, her mother, said she will take me to court if I tried to change it just so I stay in the state. <laughs> and I deciphered. I hope these cameras are catching, I hope these cameras are catching my, my eyebrow look here because that's, uh, that makes no sense. The state can't tell you to move. I, I mean, obviously, there's the statute about relocation. If you're going to move more than 75 miles from any jurisdiction, obviously you've got to give the other side notice. They've got 30 days to respond and object. Uh, you have to give them at least 60 days notice. I mean, there's all sorts of requirements. It's, it's in your decree. Everybody, if you ever have any questions about relocation, look at your decree. It's in there. It has to be in there. It's pursuant to law. It has to be in there. No judge will sign off on a decree unless it's in there, so it's in there. But I don't understand the person saying that the state says he can't move. There sounds like there's something else involved, such as a, uh, a deprived child action, or there's DHS involved, or there, there's something else going on that we're not being told. There is, here's an interpretation for me, and I think this is one that maybe you will, uh, can say that that does happen, is one party is influenced by another by something they said, like, if you move, I'm going to take you to court or right. try to move, and feels threatened, and therefore is interpreting the 75-mile rule as, uh, I can't it. move. Yeah, and that act, you know, that could absolutely be what's going on. And if grandma's saying, hey, I'm going to take you, you're taking my grandkids away because you're moving, I'm going to stop you, blah, blah, blah. Well, sorry, grandma, you ain't got any rights in this state, at least not the way you're thinking about it. Uh, our, sadly, our grandparents' rights statute is very thin. I mean, it is, it is the... Imagine a broth. It's the thinnest broth you could ever make. I mean, it's a horrible law. Oh, you said broth. Uh, okay. <laughs> I didn't I say broth. broth. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say bra or brothel. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm just saying it's, a, it's super, super thin. And 
it's very specific. Unless grandma's involved in these kids' lives 24 hours a day or every day of the week and those kind of things, she doesn't really have any rights to try and keep anybody anywhere. I mean, uh, sorry, Granny. I mean, it's just kind of the way it works. But, you know, assuming that's what it is and there's not something else involved, I mean, this individual, if they have sole custody, if they truly do, and they have an order saying that, as long as they follow the relocation statute and there's no objection after 30 days, then they can move by so, operational law. So you should reference, find your your order, check the relocation statute, and if you're not sure or need help, you know, right. you, people, everybody in the office at Hensley & Associates would help navigate that if you, need, if you need that help. Absolutely. Because I, I can understand being intimidated by grandma. Oh, absolutely. You know, especially when, uh, again, anything in family law when there's children involved is it's high conflict, it's high emotion, and so a lot of things get said. And, and just remember, a lot of times think about your source, too. I mean, you've got somebody who's yelling, screaming, hollering at you who probably doesn't know anything about the law. They're yelling their emotions rather than facts. So if you ever have any questions about that, don't hesitate to call us at Hensley & Associates so we can answer those questions. Well, and we've talked about that before is the number of times people don't do anything about a case is because they're either movie educated or it's right. because – one of the other party has said something that scared you. Exactly. Exactly. Or intimidated you might don't, be a better word. Exactly. And, you know, don't follow anything you see on TV or movies about family law issues, okay? A lot of that's made up, and if it isn't made up, it's tied after laws that exist in other states. Remember, what you see on movies and TVs is not always true, okay? So, or at least it's not correct for Oklahoma. So give us a call. We can iron that out for you, no problem. couple of fast text ones. Can you adopt if your felony has been expunged? Yeah, because it's expunged. It doesn't exist. No one's going to see it. In other words, when they run back, when they run a background check, it'll show up, but it'll show up as expunged. But that doesn't preclude you from um, doing the adoption. Not a problem. What if you have felony charges but weren't convicted? In other words, they were dismissed, then that's fine too because, again, you weren't convicted. We're looking for felony convictions. Uh, this is an email once that had sole custody of child for nine years, lost custody back to the other party of July of this year. Judge ruled child, age 15, is to have FaceTime visitation with me at a minimum of three times a week weekly reconciliation counseling over Zoom and standard every other weekend visitation starting last weekend. Child refuses. I have not missed a payment and have kept up with everything I've been required to do. Can the child be compelled to comply with the ruling? The only thing the judge can do is admonish the kid to do it. Otherwise, you can't force kids. This is the problem we have with teenagers. I mean, heaped on top of all the other problems having teenagers, okay? This is the problem that we have with teenagers and family law issues because they kind of do whatever the heck they want to do, all right? Judges can't force them to do anything. They can't hold a gun to their head and force them to go to visitation. All they can do is drag them in the courtroom and say, look, you need to be doing this and, and you know, wag the finger and admonish them, but there's nothing else that can physically be done. Now, the person who is the custodial parent has a responsibility, okay, to encourage that child to do those things with the other parent. That's one of the main things, and I, I hope everybody that's listening that's a sole custodian or a primary custodian understands. So listen to me very carefully. It is your job as that particular person to encourage a relationship with the child and any other parent. Okay, It's not your job to tear them down or to stop them or do any of that stuff. Your job is to encourage. That's the way the law looks at it. That's the way judges look at it. 
And so the only thing that parent can do is encourage that kid to do it. But I mean, you can't force a kid to sit there in front of a Zoom TV, a Zoom uh, monitor and do something with dad. Can't force him to talk on the phone. Um, teenagers are in a conundrum. It's 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 that quasi area that judges struggle with, I think, sometimes simply because there's not a whole lot they can force them to do. Right. And psychologically, would it be better to have the judge force your kid to do something? Right. I don't know if that's going to help your relationship in the long run. Exactly. But you you got to, it's a definitely a dangerous place to be trying to keep water. Agree. And you know, water. what I tell people is if the kid's not going to engage and you've done everything you can and we've done everything through the court that we can do, at 15 or 16, you know, sometimes they come a lot of times they come around when they hit 19, 20 years old, you know, and you may just have to wait a couple of years. It sucks, but again, there's not a whole lot the court can do. There's not a whole lot the judge can force that kid to do. Last couple texts. I was divorced last year in July in K County, never took the class, but the judge signed the paperwork. Should I double check? I called the courts and they said I'm divorced. Should I take it as I'm single and ready to mingle with my dingle? <laughs> Okay, um, just because you didn't take the class and the judge signed doesn't mean that you're not divorced. You are divorced, okay? It just means that something wasn't followed correctly. Go ahead and get the class done and just file the certificate and get it over with. That way the other side can't come back and say, oh, well, there's a defect in the decree because we didn't take the class. Just take it. It, the only thing I know to do, I mean, because I've never had this issue, honestly, in, in all the years I've been practicing, I've never had this issue because we always make sure our clients take that class before we take the decree to the judge. So just because the judge didn't look at a checklist before they signed off on the decree or didn't check the case before they signed that decree doesn't mean that you're not divorced. It just means you've got something you need to fix. So just take the class and get it filed. And the class only exists for people who have kids, okay? This is um, not a class that uh, you have to take if you don't have children. So could the other party come back and say, look, we didn't take the class, so you owe me this money, we're not really divorced? You know, I, my gut instinct is potentially, mm-hmm. but I'd have to look and see because, again, we always make sure people take the class before because it's a requirement. So I don't know. I'd have to look at that. I'd have to see if there's an existing case law on that. And I may actually ask a judge friend of mine and see what they think about it. Uh, and well, and I think maybe there's a bigger question there is when, when you're going through a divorce, as this texter put it, are you allowed to be, uh, to mingle with your dingle? <laughs> when, when can that happen in the process? Well, okay. So that's kind of an esoteric question. Um, the reason being is because most people, the second they split, start mingling with their dingling. So, um, <laughs> is that a lawyer term? Uh, sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll say it is. Uh, there are judges in smaller counties and there's one particular who's a fantastic judge. I have lots of respect for him who has a very firm policy of if you walk into his courtroom during the middle of a divorce and you say, well, I'm with my new fiance, he will lose his crap in the courtroom, okay? Um, his attitude, obviously, is, is you were still married until I signed the decree. Mm-hmm. Uh, therefore, you shouldn't be going and getting new boyfriends, girlfriends, and fiancés. Now, does it happen that way in real life? Not usually, Okay. I can, can't tell you the number of clients I've had who already have new boyfriends and girlfriends within, I mean, I've had some do it within a week um, of being separated from their ex, okay, or soon-to-be ex. Um, 
legally, so the legal answer, okay, the full on legal answer is you're not officially divorced until your a decree is signed. That's just plain and simple. Um, but that doesn't stop people from being people. And there's nothing that will ever stop people from being people. And, um, you know, a lot of times the extra new person, man, sometimes it just causes lots of problems. Mm-hmm. It really does. But we as people have needs. We have uh, the need to feel supported and loved and, you know, all these other things. And so that's why we go and get these new individuals we're in the, when we're in the middle of these things. And so... Right. There's no, it, there's no answer on that. Yeah. I mean, I w- again, the cameras, I hope you see them I'm shrugging because I, I don't know. I mean, there, there's, there's the moral answer, there's the legal answer, and then there's reality, practi- reality you know? And so uh, pick your poison. Last one. My daughter is 100% disabled, has lots of state services, sooner care, therapy, etc. My dad is wealthy and wants to set up a trust for my daughter. If he does this, will the state just take the money when I pass and she ends up in a home? You know, that is a question that you'll need to call and talk to Perry Newman in my office, okay? He's the one that handles all of these kind of questions about trusts and wills and probates. Uh, He's the one that handles all those great things and does a great job doing it, so please call Perry Newman. I don't have the slightest idea um, simply because I have never had that issue, but I know Perry has. So if you will give that Perry a call, he would be happy to answer that for you. Trusts are are very tricky. There's a lot of X factors involved. Exactly. You can designate the person to be the caretaker, but they can always go, no. Exactly. So, and, and, you know, that's why I don't even do my own trust uh, for my own, my own life. Cause I don't want to, there's so many ins and outs and there's so many specific things. So give Perry a call. He can answer that question right away. Sorry. I don't know that one there. Listen, there's a lot of this stuff you don't want to na- navigate with you by yourself. And you, definitely if grandma's giving you a hell of a time, then you should actually get Jeff to give you the correct, truthful answer. And you can do that with a free consultation. 918-398-5692 for Hensley and Associates. 918-398-5692. Oh, and you should probably mention KMOD because that's how you get a free consultation over the phone. 918-398-5692 for Hensley and Associates. Anything from child support or division of assets or father's rights, paternity, guardianship, adoption. Uh, Not a lot of those have come up in the last year more than we usually get. So Jeff and the folks at Hensley and Associates are the ones that can help you. So give them a call. 918-398-5692. Jeff, have a great week. Hey, you too. Thanks. Take a break and we'll be back. More of the Big Man Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. The lead singer of Oasis has been injured. Oh, Oh, no. no. The Wonderwall Band, if you don't know who they are. (laughs) Champagne Supernova. Champagne Supernova, (laughs) yes. Uh, He injured himself. How did he injure himself? Lindsay? Um, He tripped and fell on stage during a performance. and fell on stage. Okay. Gimpy? Nah, man. Nah, this is something probably ridiculous. He was using the bathroom, and then when he got done, he slipped on the wet tile and hit his head on the sink. That's good. I like that, but no. Mm. Did he try to put a USB cable up his Whoa, hey. Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
The uh, reason we know he was injured is he posted photos on social media. So <laughs> okay. Can't post those pictures. I'm going to say he was horseback riding through the mountains, and he got bucked off. Uh, skateboarding. Skydiving, and the chute didn't open. Damn. You're close. Oh, oh. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm close. He fell out of a helicopter. Oh, hell. Whoa. How high up was the helicopter? <laughs> it doesn't say. Uh, it says he had been performing at a festival in England before the accident, said it felt like he tumbled 100,000 feet. Uh, he said, what doesn't kill you makes you tough. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Dude, falling out of a helicopter. I know one other person that fell out of a helicopter uh, and it cha- and he's alive. It changed the trajectory of his life. Oh, I can imagine. Like he was on his way to be in the military and was doing well and all those things, and then he fell out of a helicopter in the Marines. Wow! And then his life went a completely different path. Right? Is it because he's paralyzed, or no, okay, no. he just chose? He's able bodied. Made just, made a few different decisions. With yeah, his life he just. Then. I mean, not one's better than the other. I'm just saying that well, it, I, the path he thought was going to be his life. Mm-hmm. Change dramatically. Yeah, I can imagine, dude. If you fall out of a helicopter and survive, I'd be changing some things do for you, sure. Do you only travel by by car at that point? Uh, no. I mean, depends on the situation. I kind of have this thing of like, I don't really plan to ever get in a helicopter. Never, ever, ever, ever? No. Why? But a plane's just fine then. Yeah. What's the diff? Well, one, you use all your appendages to fly. Oh, uh, yes. There's far more accidents. Mm. The helicopter is what right, I'm talking right. yeah, about. Yeah, I'm following you. Yeah. Uh, flying a plane, being in a plane, a passenger mm-hmm. in a plane, mm-hmm. the safest mode of transportation. Right. See, I feel it. all of it's up to the operator, right? Now, whether you're in a plane, a helicopter, yeah. a boat, or whatever, it's really on who is, who's operating it. And, and, and I feel that, like... It could happen at any point in time to any mode of transportation. Sure. I just think it'd be cool as hell to get up in a helicopter. I th- I'm sure it's beautiful, all those mm-hmm. things. I've got a friend that does it, and he's like, yeah. I'm like, nah, mm. nah. How many stories do you hear about helicopters crash landing? I feel like we hear about it a lot. Okay. And the idea that I could distract you, and mm. the next thing we're doing a tailspin. Right. It uh, doesn't excite me. Dude, there was a story in the news not too It was just this weekend or whatever about this plane that crashed in, like, the backyard, some people in Texas or whatever. Fighter jets Fighter doing jets. training yeah. missions. Either which way, the fact of it is, right? Yeah. I hear more plane crashes and stories of plane crashes than I ever do of helicopter I'll crashes. I'll tell you why. Most likely it's mm-hmm. because there are more people involved okay more passengers okay to be hurt okay so it makes for a bigger headline okay i guess that would make sense yes okay 122 total us helicopter crashes in 2019 okay wow. compared to 121 the year before okay so we got a, a good average here 24 of those were fatal okay that's not bad air travel mm mm-hmm. mhm in the last 15 years, a total of 137 deaths. Mm. Air travel fatalities have been recorded to in each of the last 15 years, with a total of 137 deaths in 2020 due to fatal crashes. So by that stat, f- people die in plane crashes. Yeah. More than... More than a helicopter yeah. crash, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, I thought that was. I thought your 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 math was a little off there, and maybe it's just me not paying too much awful attention to anything that's going on. But man, yeah, I feel like I hear a whole lot more stories of plane crashes than, and maybe that's just because planes are more popular than the helicopters. I don't know. I just want to go for a ride in one. Okay. I think it would be neat too, yeah. especially to like fly over somewhere like Vegas. Right when they do the buzz over at like yeah. Rocklahoma, right? They got the helicopter guy that goes and gives you rides and whatnots. That'd be cool. So take this for whatever it's worth. Helicopters are just as safe as comparable airplanes. Okay. And they are only getting safer, according to the FAA. The worldwide civil helicopter fleet has increased by about 30% mm-hmm. since 2006. Meanwhile, the accident rate among them decreased by 30 to 50%. So if you think about it, until this story right now mm-hmm. with, uh, what's his name from Oasis? Sure. Yeah. Uh, before Does it matter? That, no, it doesn't. No. It doesn't. But what I'm saying here is, like, before that, the only other helicopter crash that we had heard of was Kobe's. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, no, but a big newsworthy. Right, right. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah of course. I'm sure, I'm sure they happen. But, yeah, it, at least in the news cycle, that was the last. And before Kobe? Oof, I can't think of the last time I heard of a helicopter Actor crash. Vic Morrow, uh, NASCAR driver Davey Allison. Okay. Uh, how about, uh, what, Stevie Ray Vaughan? Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah? I'm just saying that they're, they're Yeah, they st- happen. For sure they happen. Kobe, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Vic Morrow, some actor, Bill Graham, Troy Gentry, Davey <laughs> oh, Allison. Yeah, Montgomery Gentry, I forgot he died. Rene Barrientos, John Gehring. Hmm. You guys are going, who the hell are these people? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, name her- people died in helicopters. Okay. I thought those were the people that died in helicopters. I'm sorry, and, and airplanes. Oh, and airplanes. Okay. Then uh, the last famous person that died in a helipl- uh, plane crash. Richie Valens. <laughs> I don't know. That's the only one that I can think of. <laughs> Not my Richie. Uh, yeah, man. I, I can't think of anybody. Uh, recently. Aaliyah. Okay. Yeah. Left Eye. I don't know, she was, was in a, a car crash. Fire. She was in a car, car crash. crash. She was in a car crash, which you can watch on YouTube, and right. I recommend everybody go see it. Drinking a Coca-Cola. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, one of the Kennedys. Uh, yes. Um, John Jr. Yeah. Now. Sure. It's what they want you to believe. (laughs) (laughs) He had to fake his death so he can get out from underneath what's going on. Right. And get, and, and, and. uh, He's not dead though. Oh no, he's not dead. No, there's, there's videos of him all over the TikTok. Yeah. He's not, he's not dead. Yeah. So I'm trying to sort by year on this list of dead <laughs> celebrities via plane crash. And it's taking a little bit longer than I expected mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to get to the modern times. Yeah. Uh, trying to find a famous name here. Not finding any. I know. I can imagine. I mean, unless there was somebody on uh, 9-11 flights. That Jim was Croce. Fam- who? Who? Jim Croce. Okay. Okay. Leonard Skinner? Yeah. Yeah. Reba McIntyre's band. <laughs> the entire band. <laughs> you know. Okay. You know, not famous enough to name them. Just, right, exactly. Yeah. God, even in death, you're like, ah, can't we stand on our own? Right, right. John Denver Still in 97. In okay. John Denver, yeah. Yeah, crashed in the Rocky Mountains. Okay. So. So we named few. Kobe, which is in the last year. Yeah. Amelia Earhart. And see, She's, ones, but we don't know if she crashed. Right. And all these ones with the planes, man, those were decades ago, man. Decades. Yeah. Huh. 
So you can see where my stance is coming from, though not accurate. I get. I feel you, man. I feel you. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show, 97.5 KMOD. I forgot to ask an important question. You fall out of an helicopter. How many days off work you get? <laughs> fall out. Like what happened to him? Yeah. You fall out. You survived. You survived. You didn't break any bones, right? No uh, bones broken. He doesn't say he's bones are broken, yeah. but yeah. Imagine there's some kind of injuries you have to recover from. Yeah. Not broken bones. Lindsay? Two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah. Gimpy, no injuries, just a few scratches. You're getting three days. Three days to heal your wounds and then back to work. Uh, I'll give you a day. Oh, wow. No injuries? I think that's fair. You have no injuries? Yeah. So like a car wreck. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think you true. got enough no time to, to heal your bruises, you know, and clean the dirt off of you. Yeah. There's nothing's broken. Collect yourself. It was yeah. traumatic. I get it. Yeah. Two-week Terry over here. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, what'd you learn today? Uh, I learned that Attorney Jeff and your wife have something in common now. Uh, all that buildup only to be let down. And I learned that if your kid comes home with glitter on his face and smells like cotton candy, don't panic. It was just a school field trip. Gimpy, what'd you learn today? Or if you ever need to get your point across, stab him in the taint. <laughs> and that... Uh, they say that one second isn't that long, but if you're me, that's all the time you need. Uh, I learned it's a little hard to, to go with the self-defense argument when they're stabbed in the taint. <laughs> right. How are you? <laughs> you're on the ground. You just got to. Yeah, I get it. Windmill. And I learned that uh, a, a baby peed in Lindsay's house. It is a young football team. <laughs> Corbin saying, make sure that dishwasher is loaded right. It's Lindsay saying, stop tracking my cycle. This is Kempy, and I'm sorry. Far too kind. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Yeah. Now what the hell are you waiting for? There should be no more. So for one last time, make some noise. Enter password. Corbin. New messages. The Big Bad Morning Show would like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the free to act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total douchebag. Total Total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll! It's over! Bicycle, Tulsa. (laughs) God bless Tulsa. We tried, boys. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.